The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. I am so excited. Well, I'm excited to be here, of course, which I am every week. But I'm really excited with what I'm about to tell you. I mean, I paid $4.05 for gasoline the other day. Uh, right, exactly. I thought I hit the lottery. What, four oh five? Wow. <sighs> Boy, we've come a long way and not in a good way, haven't we? Nice to have you with us as always. Our Saturday morning get-together we call Talk With a Purpose. Every Saturday, 9 till noon, right here at WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Remember, you can also hear us on 1450 AM and online at WPGTalkRadio.com, WPGTalkRadio.com. Like I said, well, by the way, Joe Yakovich comes in at 11 o'clock this morning, our financial guy. He makes his monthly appearance here on the show, so that's coming up. But in between, we have plenty to talk about, and unfortunately, I think a, a lot of it is disturbing, and I'll get to that a little bit later. But like I said... I paid $4.05 for gas the other day. And I don't know if you've followed this, but some states are actually trying to help out their residents by suspending the gas tax for a couple of months. No, no, not here in New Jersey. You think Murphy would, are you kidding me? Money bags Phil is going to cut taxes? No. But I believe it's Maryland, Georgia, and Michigan. And in addition, our good friend Ron DeSantis, who is the governor of Florida, he's proposing, but it's not, it's not definite yet. He's proposing a rebate similar to a tax rebate of like $500. So as you can expect... Ron DeSantis, who I think should be our next president, but that's another story, is doing something good for for the state of Florida. I wish he was ours, but that's another story. But here's what I want you to know about what the state of New Jersey is doing. And I'm, you know, I I kick around during the week what I'm going to talk about here on the show, and uh, the nurse at one of my uh, at my doctor's office, she said to me, "Oh, I listen to you." She says. Uh, what are you going to talk about this week, that you hate Biden? I said, well, I don't hate Biden. I said, he's not doing a great job. No, I don't like Biden. But I figured I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to kind of point out to you what the state of New Jersey is doing. And this is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Listen to this, all right? They're not, they're not taking the gas tax away. They're not trying to do anything to help us. And, you know, we were talking on the financial show earlier. Uh, Joe Yakovich was saying, well, the, how much are the tolls? From Brigantine to Philadelphia, when I go, it's, uh, and I said it was $10. I think it's closer to 11 when you add in the bridge toll. But here's what the state of New Jersey is working on. You ready for this? There's a uh, a New Jersey Law Revision Commission. That's another. <laughs> how many how many commissions do we have? Probably thousands. 
Here's what this commission is working on. Eliminating the word inmate 1,310 times, which it appears in 252 state statutes. Isn't that important? We have to get rid of the word inmate. And they are accepting public comment. I'd like to comment. I didn't find out where, but I'd like to comment and say this is a bunch of bull, which is exactly what it is. You have till May 16th to comment whether to replace the word inmate with person or persons who's incarcerated or some other uniform person reference. What? Now, this commission has lawyers, law school deans, and legislators who regularly review state statutes. You get my point? Here we are struggling mightily with gas prices, struggling mightily with inflation and all other kinds of things. And this is what is the focus of a commission, the New Jersey Law Review Commission. They study the statutes. Okay, I guess that has a place. But what I wanted to really focus in on is not only is Murphy not reducing our taxes as far as the gas tax is concerned, because remember, they had a provision in there that if they don't make the revenues as far as the tolls are concerned, then they can raise the gas tax to make up the shortfall. You don't remember that. And and Seth will be on in a few minutes, and I'm sure he will reiterate that. So the gas tax can go up again, and the reason that the gas tax went up was because we had the pandemic and everything was closed and nobody was going anywhere, so they weren't making the money on the tolls. So what do you think Murphy's doing? Murphy is proposing a series of double-digit spending, 41%. His budget would funnel another $700 million into the, the school, the teacher pensions. And by the way, you probably didn't know this, the educational progress of students can no longer be measured in New Jersey because if it was... If it was, ready for this, would prevent the students from graduating. So another $7 billion he puts into the pension for the state workers. He increases the funding for schools to $700 million, And guess who doesn't get the increased funding? Did you say South Jersey? You're absolutely right. South Jersey will receive, the schools will receive less money. I guess it's going to North Jersey because, after all, Jack Cetarelli won South Jersey. Phil Murphy did not win South Jersey. (sighs) Boy, I'll tell you. On the bright side, Moneybags Murphy is proposing a one-time check for $680 as a tax rebate. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But your average tax is $9,300. Okay, listen, it's something, but it's not that big of a deal. 
But when you can put $7 billion into funding a lavish pension, and let's face it, when it comes to state workers, and look, I have no problem if you have a job and you're getting paid well, but when you're getting paid more than what the private sector pays, and you're getting a pension, and you're getting your health benefits, and you're getting so on and so forth. Uh, a friend of mine, business owner, told me the other day, he's got, he's got a wife and one son, and he's paying $36,000 a year in health insurance. All right? And that's a guy who owns a business who, who has a, a few dollars to spend. But, but you get my point? That the state of New Jersey overpays. People are getting overpaid, overpensioned, and yet we keep doing this and doing this and doing this, and and the budget is out of control. And Phil Murphy is out of control. And instead of spending like he is, like a drunken sailor, uh, Moneybags Murphy, that's what I got to call him now. I used to call him one-term Phil, but, you know, unfortunately he got reelected. And I don't know who reelected him. It wasn't me and it wasn't you. I know that. I mean, most of us here voted for Jack Cedarelli. But the point is that that Murphy just tax and tax and tax and spend and spend and spend and no relief in sight and don't dare think about the gas tax being cut. I mean, it's probably about 50, 60 cents. I'll bet you that at least. Maybe more. Who knows? It's just, it it just, you know, I kind of saw these couple of things this week and I said, this is what I want to talk about because – we focus so much on Biden and the Ukraine and and Hunter Biden and all those things. And it, it just, you know, after a while, it's too much. But here, right at home, right here in South Jersey, funding for schools is less than what it was last year. But the budget went up and Murphy's taking care of the people that took care of him. Can you say Jack Cedarelli in 2025? Yeah, I can. 609-407-1450. It's Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and I'm John DeMassey. Let's bring in uh, Seth Grossman. And Seth, uh, by the way, we're, we're going to have a new, uh, a new slogan, Seth, for our uh, Mazio ads. Even Seth Grossman goes to BF Mazio. How, how, how do you feel about that? Well, well, that was the power of radio. What was it, two weeks ago? Yeah. It was cold. It was miserable. I had uh, you know, dinner reservations. I'm supposed to go out, and everyone was afraid to go on the road. So I was designated to go to BF Mazio and, and pick up dinner for the group, <laughs> and I did. And uh, that Mediterranean chicken or the, the, the soups, I'm telling you, uh, it, it was, it was a, a memorable meal, uh, and people are going to do it again. So there, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. uh, and I was inspired, you know, by your comments. Okay. Uh, so anyway, but but what's going on today with the gas tax, for example, the gas tax has nothing to do with roads, nothing to do with the ability to pay, uh, because for 20 years. In New Jersey, they ignored the state constitution. The state constitution says you can't borrow money unless uh, the people vote to approve it. But for 20 or 30 years, you, you, uh, New Jersey would create these uh, authorities, the New Jersey Transportation Trust Fund. Uh, so it used to be if we collected a billion dollars of gas tax in tolls each year, we'd make a billion dollars worth of improvements. And that's how the state worked for like 50, 60 years. But suddenly, when you had a fake Republican like Tom Kane, 
and, and then you had the Democrats, uh, you had Florio, and then you had McGreevy and so on. Uh, they were spending twice as much on the roads as they were collecting in that gas tax, and they were very popular. Everybody loved them, uh, but they had this huge debt, and when it came time to pay that debt, if we followed our Constitution, it would be whoever bought those junk bonds, not backed by anything, would get stuck with a bad investment. But no, they instead uh, doubled and tripled our, our tolls and our gas taxes, and it's, uh, it's just an unsustainable situation. At some point, this is going to collapse, as are the pensions. Uh, you know, People who say, I'm entitled to this pension, I'm entitled to my free medical benefits when I retire, uh, as a teacher. You know, no matter how high the benefit, you know, the, the cost is, uh, teachers who pay nothing into this plan uh, are getting it well into retirement. So uh, how do we get that way? Again, we have a, a state constitution that says that, no, that's not a binding promise because the people never voted uh, to make that promise. And that was upheld by our state Supreme Court. But, but Murphy's doing it anyway. But what is driving it? It's driving we have a... Uh, Every public school employee, uh, every teacher, every secretary, every custodian, every cafeteria worker is forced to join this mafia called the NJEA Teachers Union. Uh, They pay anywhere from $600 a year to $1,000 a year. So you do the arithmetic. You have 200,000 people forced to join this mafia and pay $600. Uh, to uh, $1,000 a year, uh, you, you have an organization with $150 million to spend each year uh, on politics. And then you hear the public service announcements, and they are the ones who are driving policy, but uh, it's not sustainable. It's going to collapse. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen and who's going to get hurt. So it's, it is uh, discouraging to talk about it. Uh, some other uh, topics. I, I think we're going for some cold weather in a couple of days, right? Yes, yes. It's going to get down to the 20s. But you'll notice that if we were going to have like warm weather or hot weather, unusually hot weather, the headlines would talk about the climate change, and this is proof of climate change. <laughs> but what happens when we have unseasonable cold weather? You don't hear anything, right? <laughs> no, it's not a news. Oh, I saw a, a, a mention. There's a polar vortex. Yeah. So if we have unusually hot weather, it's... Uh, it's climate change, unusually cold weather. It's a polar vortex. It has nothing to do with uh, the fact that climate goes in cycles and has been doing this for billions of years. The, the other interesting thing is uh, at the top of the news, they were talking about the shortage of gas, shortage of oil, high price of gas, all caused by uh, the Ukraine, uh, all caused by the, uh, the Russians and this and that, and not one mention of the fact that the main cause of all this is we shut down uh, almost every nuclear power plant in not only America, but in England and in Western Europe, where we shut down all the pipelines. The pipeline that was supposed to give us cheap electricity in South Jersey by bringing the uh, natural gas from Pennsylvania to that uh, Beasley's Point uh, BL England generator by milepost uh, 29 on the parkway, uh, that has nothing to do with it. Uh, the keys, shutting down the Keystone Pipeline, shutting down the gas and oil in, in Alaska, in, in South Dakota, in North Dakota, and, and, and uh, using every technicality to, to, to make the leases uh, of oil uh, no good. I mean, that, that has nothing to do with it. It's all blamed on the Russians. And the irony of it is, when you study the biography of Putin, what was Putin doing before he became the dictator in Russia? 
he was assigned in East Germany as a KGB agent, where his main job was to destabilize the, the West. And, and one of the techniques he did, he helped give money and training to uh, gangsters or terrorists who were blowing up airlines, uh, killing Jews, killing American servicemen in East Germany. Uh, they, they, but they also did sophisticated stuff. This is called active measures. They uh, promoted the, uh, the, the Nazis to, uh, just like they, they promoted the Nazis in the Ukraine to discredit the opposition. But in the 1980s, they also promoted this green energy movement uh, to try to uh, convince uh, first the Germans, then the rest of Europe, then America, that, uh, that oil was dangerous, that uh, natural gas was dangerous, that nuclear power is dangerous. So they got us to shut down all this stuff and build wind turbines that don't work and, and solar panels that don't work and make us totally dependent on the Russians and the Iranians for our, our energy. So it's, it's uh, now here the enemy is Putin, but meanwhile it's Putin who has was, who was launched this whole 30, 40-year campaign to make us destroy our ability to make cheap, abundant energy. So we have that stuff going on. Have you heard, uh, I wanted to ask you, people have uh, commented to me, said, what do you think? Uh, we're we're going to have World War III because Putin is going to really go crazy and, and we're going to get involved. Have you, have you uh, had anybody talk to you about something like that? Well, I mean, people are, are skeptical because, you know, Putin, we, we keep talking about Putin and Russia. We keep talking about Xi and China uh, and, and a crazy guy in North Korea. But nobody ever talks about that these guys are part of the same communist mafia. They, they went to school in the same places. They're colleagues with each other. And uh, it, it's not that they're crazy, that they just, uh, it, to them, it's just business that you do whatever it takes to have absolute power because they are convinced in their own minds, uh, based on their training, that socialism is wonderful, communism is wonderful, that, that they are the heirs of Karl Marx and, and, and Vladimir Lenin, and that, they are, that, that if they're running the world, everything's going to be great. And to keep your power, uh, they have their slogan, by any means necessary. So, of course, they bully their way, they bribe their way, they use their fake news, their propaganda, whatever it takes. But if none of that works, they're still basically mafia. Well, if we have to kill you, we kill you. You know, nothing personal, it's just business. But in many ways, guys like Putin uh, make more sense uh, in predicting what they do than people on our side. I mean, you you know, if he says, I'm going to do this, and if you don't do this, I'm going to destroy you. I mean, that's what they're going to do. You know, nothing personal that you just happen to be getting in his way. Uh, will he start World War III? I, I, don't, I don't think so. Uh, but who knows? I mean, you back somebody into a corner and, and crazy things happen. But yeah, yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's the result of us for years and years. We, we taught our children in our schools uh, this, this critical race theory. That, that every uh, evil in the world is done by America, uh, by capitalists, by greedy corporations. Uh, all the good in the world is done by uh, people of color, women, socialists, progressives. Uh, and so we, we don't recognize danger when it's staring us in the face until it's too late. But uh, hopefully uh, Putin may do us a favor and wake us up. Uh, he certainly woke up the Germans. 
<laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> so, what, what what is on your agenda today at your meeting? Well, the the the, the uh, confirmation hearings of Katanja Jackson uh, are, are really um, interesting because they're showing the end result of where all this propaganda has taken us. Yeah. Uh, every movie uh, that has been made in America in the past 40 or 50 years has shown the villain has always been a white, heterosexual male, usually Republican, usually Christian. The victim has always been uh, someone who's black, Hispanic, a woman, uh, always being oppressed by this, uh, you know, this patriarchy. And so that's why when you have these confirmation hearings, you could actually knock off the sound and you just see a bunch of angry white men, uh, you know, giving this, this innocent black woman a hard time. And half the country is going to say, oh, those, those horrible white guys. And in fact, you actually saw uh, some of the Democratic politicians are saying, yeah, those, those uh, Ted Cruz look like a white slave owner. And, and they think that uh, uh, Katanja Jackson is only three fifths of a judge. You know, all that rhetoric. Uh, which which really has nothing to do with any of the issues raised, but just the image of if it's a white male, bad, black female has to be good. That identity politics is the result of that culture, which you talked about last week when you said, why are only minorities uh, depicted in uh, TV right. commercials? Right. And, and the short answer is because uh, to change the culture, uh, in every possible way, you, you, you present every – you can't present white heterosexual men or intact families in a positive way because that's not what the agenda is. The agenda is whenever you see a conflict between an intact white, you know, normal heterosexual family that, that there's something wrong with them and that, uh, that, that you have to have the sympathy. And it does affect the politics, which is why they do it. So, uh, you know, the other thing that's coming into it is why is this so important to the Democrats? And then we, we talked about a couple of weeks before that textbook in, by, uh, by Bridget uh, Callahan Harrison. Yes. That's in most of our colleges that teaches, number one, that politics decides who benefits in society and who does not. So if politics is everything. If your work, your achievement, your savings, your learning a skill, your discipline, uh, working together with your family, if none of that matters, and all that matters is who gets the most votes in the next election to decide whether you succeed and fail, well, then, yeah, that, then, then politics is everything, and you don't want to have a judge who's going to say, well, the Constitution says you can't do it. The Constitution says you can't take from some people and give to other people. Well, no, no, no. Uh, that's, uh, you know, according to what I learned in college in my Stockton University textbook, uh, you know, that's, that's the whole purpose of politics, to get what you want in life. And so that's why uh, when, when uh, Katanya Jackson says, well, what's a woman? And she says, well, uh, I don't know. I'm not a biologist. Uh, <laughs> that was a, a, a telling remark, you know. You know, you and I, we grew up in Bob, with Bob Dylan. You, yeah. know, you don't have to be a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. That's right. But now we're told you don't know what sex somebody is unless an expert tells you, <laughs> which, which if you take it to the next thing, you say, well, what, what's freedom of speech? Well, you and I know freedom of speech is uh, as long as you're not blatantly lying about somebody, as long as you're not 
making threats or, or doing something that puts somebody in danger, you have you and I have the right to express our opinions freely and not be punished for it. That's the key to America. Uh, because as Benjamin Franklin pointed out, and, and this is what you model our libertyandprosperity.com meetings at, are uh, about, that uh, if you say something and you're wrong, well, other people point out how you're wrong and why you're wrong, and you get smarter. But if you're afraid to say what you really think because you're going to lose your job or a promotion or a scholarship or, uh, or, or be ostracized from society, then people don't exchange information, and they're dumber because of that. Uh, so, uh, but, but right now, I wish that somebody would ask Katanja Jackson, well, what's freedom of speech? Because right now they're saying, well, hate speech isn't speech. Now, if I, if I would say that, you know, Kwanzaa is a fake holiday invented by a psychopath convicted of, uh, of terrorism in 1965, I could lose my job at Stockton if I would openly say that. Right. If I would say climate's been, cha- climate's been changing for billions of years, uh, that, um, that American Indians were mass murdering other American, uh, American Indians long before Europeans arrived, uh, I could lose my job. And and I wonder what Katanja Jackson would say. Well, that's not that's not speech. That's that's hate speech. And and what's the difference between an insurrection and a mostly peaceful protest? The way you use the language. If if you say, well, the words don't mean what we think they mean. We need an expert to tell us what words mean. That then we're in big big trouble. Uh, by the way, I have one one little point if I could bring up before. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. I had to. And by the way, libertyandprosperity.com, it's online. We meet Saturday morning for breakfast, uh, starting at 9.30 at, the, at Sal's Coal-Fired Pizza. But Harry Hurley uh, and, and, and the, uh, the head of the New Jersey broadcasters, Paul Rotella, was having an interesting discussion during the week, uh, which really ties into the con- in, in a, a section of the Constitution nobody knows about. Uh, it's talk- they were talking about how a radio music tax could kill the radio industry or at least cripple the, uh, every radio station. Because right now, radio stations play music um, and, and they don't have to pay the artists for the music because for years, the artists wanted their music on the radio because that's how they would become famous and sell their records and get their concerts and so on. So ironically, uh, if, if we have this music tax, it's really going to cripple even talk radio stations because most talk radio stations are affiliated with stations that play music. Right. So how do we get in this whole mess? And it goes right back to our Constitution. In Article 1, Section 8, which, which gives Congress its powers, it says Congress has the power, uh, quote, uh, to promote uh, the arts and the science to give uh, authors and inventors exclusive right to their product for limited times where only they could use their product or their song or where somebody has to pay them to use it. That's our patent and copyright law. And for years, uh, that had been a period uh, of like 21 years. In other words, when, if I invent something or if I write a song, uh, if I can't make money off my song in 21 years, then you know it's my own fault for not marketing it. But basically, during the past, uh, I'd, I'd say 50 years, Congress has changed the laws to change it from 21 years to 40 years to 50 years to 60 years, all because of uh, lobbying from uh, 
you know, from, from big money interest groups. So now you have these, uh, when, when people make money from songs that are played, it's not the artist, it's not the composer, it's not the inventor, it's these giant corporations who have bought these rights, and they're the ones who are pushing Congress for even more power. So, so my brother, who is probably the most non-political person in the world, he's a piano player who now lives in Cadiz, Spain. He's impacted by this, the fact that he's afraid if he plays any song in almost any way, he's going to get sued for, for, for not giving royalties to somebody who may have created a song like 60 years ago and then sold it to a big corporation that is tracking him down. So it's, 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 it's ironic that if you read the Constitution, you'll, you'll see that this is totally unconstitutional, uh, you know, where you were making laws to protect big corporations as opposed to the composers and the artists who write this stuff. And, uh, and, be, and it just shows how you don't pay attention to this little detail, how much damage it could cause when you let this get out of hand. And that's almost like a metaphor to what's happening in, in the whole country. Anyway, uh, have a great weekend. Thanks you're, for uh, You're late for me, your uh, meeting. Hurry up. You're late yeah, for your meeting. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on my way. Okay. Take care. All right, Seth. Seth Grossman, libertyandprosperity.com is the website. The meeting starts now at Sal's Coal Fire Pizza on New Road in Summers Point. I'm John DeMassey. Talk with a purpose. Saturdays, 9 till noon. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Matt and John, and maybe you after the break. More Talk with a Purpose after these words. And we're back here on Talk with a Purpose. We're going to get to our calls, 609-407-1450. We missed him last week, but he's back and in his rightful spot. Leading off for Talk with a Purpose, it's Matt in AC. Matt, good morning. Welcome. Hey, Coach. Greetings from beautiful downtown Boston, Massachusetts, my friend. Okay, well, listen. How are you? Listen, I'm good. What you got to do is you got to order some chowder. And you got to say it that way. Yeah. yeah. So, can I have some chowder? I already had some chowder. Some okay. very good chowder. Good, good. Anyway, I'm on an, I'm on an away trip. I, I was on a disabled list last week. I'm on an away trip now, uh, away games. Okay. For a while. I'm, I'm under high demand, Coach. I'm under high demand here, man. Good, good. So what I wanted to talk about is I was watching that Biden yesterday speak. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I think should really happen, and, I, and these people got to look in the mirror here, his wife and his family, they have to tell him, you know, come on, resign, come home. He he can't do this job. No kidding. He, he cannot do this job. He embarrassed himself. He dropped his notebook. He choked on the pepperoni pizza. All right. He told the troops they're going to uh, yeah. Ukraine. Yeah, he, he said that. I mean, and, yeah. And they, and they had a backtrack. I don't know if you heard it this morning. On our Fox News at the top of the hour, they 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 announced the White House said, "Oh well, he didn't mean that. He he didn't mean what he was saying." So you know they got to well, they got to do damage control for him. Well, and he also said sanctions are not a deterrent. Or he got mad at that one reporter, snapped at her, right? Yeah. He he said sanctions are not a deterrent. And here Fox plays like eight clips: Kamala Harris, Pelosi, Jen Psaki. The other House Speaker, another nitwit Democrat senator, all saying that the president says the sanctions are going to deter Putin. And then live in front of the whole world, he snaps at a reporter and says, I never said sanctions were going to uh, uh, deter Putin. I never said that. But come on now. Your whole staff said you did. 
Yeah. Your whole staff. Yeah. He's, he's you're right. I mean, so, well, yeah. one of his family members, John, has uh, to get him and, and remove him. He cannot do this job. No kidding. He can't. No, no kidding. I mean, he's not well. He, he's not well, and he was incompetent when he was well. So, I mean, he's just, I, I, I don't. Bring him home. Yeah. Bring I, him home to Delaware, please. Yeah. You're, to, if, if any one of his family members ever hears this, please bring him home. Yes. He, 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 don't do this to him. Don't. I, I'm not mad at him. No, I'm not but either. I just, well, it's, 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 it's actually, Matt, thanks for the call. And thanks for holding on. It's embarrassing. It really is. Really? Do we have to do we have to go through three more years of this? I hope not. Talk with a purpose is the show, Saturdays nine till noon, WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five. John, we'll get to you after the break, and maybe we'll get to you at six oh nine four oh seven fourteen fifty. Again, talk with a purpose every Saturday nine till noon. WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five, and I'm John DeMassey. Back with more talk with a purpose in just a moment. But you heard me talk to Seth Grossman earlier about he was listening to the show, and I was talking about soups, and then they were going to go out to dinner, and they said, let's go to B.F. Mazio, and he did, and he got soups, and he got prepared foods, and he got the whole, listen, you can get the whole nine yards. I mean, you don't have to, I told you before, and and there's just days where I do not feel like cooking. It, it's just, that that's, I mean, and I'm sure you have that. Yeah, Chris is shaking his head. Yeah, me too. I mean, a lot of us are in that boat. Whether you have uh, two people at home or six or whatever, you just don't feel like cooking. So what do you do? Prepared foods, BF Mazio. And right now they've expanded the prepared food section, and you will see literally rows and rows of prepared foods. And there's something for everybody. You can get your uh, coleslaw, egg salad, potato salad, macaroni salad. You can also get uh, chicken parmesan. You can get pasta. You can get a lot of different things. Prepared foods, that's it, at B.F. Mazio, and that'll that'll take care of your, your cooking needs. And when it comes to the holidays, you know, looking at the clock, I mean, Easter and Passover a couple of weeks away, which my grandson reminded me last week. He said, don't forget about my Easter basket. Okay, so I mean, like I would forget, right? So reminding me that Easter is, is around the corner. So if you're going to do a holiday dinner, you got the sides at B.F. Mazio. They have the, the holiday sides whether it's mashed potatoes or whether it's something else, they have them. And and if you need a certain quantity, you can order it. It's really simple. And they make your life simple. You can order from them or you can just pick up prepared foods or whatever it is, whatever your needs are at BF Mazio. BF Mazio online at bfmazio.com. That's bfmazio.com. They're at 601 New Road in Northfield. And remember, when you stop by, tell them you heard about it here on Talk With a Purpose. We're coming back with more after these words. And we're back here on Talk With a Purpose. You want to email me during the week, jdadv1 at comcast.net, jdadv1 at comcast.net, and like us on Facebook at Talk With a Purpose, at Talk With a Purpose. That's our Facebook address. And that's our show, Talk With a Purpose, every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We have a slew of calls. I'll get to them in just a moment. But if you suffer from insomnia, I suggest you watch the Academy Awards tomorrow night. I mean, they continue to put this garbage on. I can't watch it anymore. But the thing I wanted to point out to you is they're touting this 
one particular movie, The Power of the Dog, as best picture. And I actually, I have Netflix, and I spent one day, I wasted two hours of my life watching this movie, and I kept waiting for something to happen. I almost fell asleep. It was one of the worst I've ever seen in my life. And this is what they're talking about as best picture. Go figure, right? John's in Ocean City. John, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Wow, the power of the dog. It makes me glad I don't have cable television anymore, you know? John, it was the worst I've ever seen. The worst. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> best picture right what's the worst picture that's what i was wanted to know what's the worst one jeez it's the best and the worst they right. put it all in one yeah they want to send jojo back to delaware in his jammies with a teddy bear there there jojo that's right vladimir putin is <laughs> fighting the uh, iranians yes and and yes and vladimir putin invaded korea that's isn't that right senator waters that's what we have running our country and that's special yeah uh, yeah, Vladimir Vladimir Putin wants to route Nazis out of Ukraine. So if you know anything about Chechnya, the Chechens are an Islamic, uh, by religion, they're Islamic. Islam is their religion, and they're known to be radical Islamists. It's a matter of fact that 80% of the Islamic world supported Adolf Hitler's war machine, and Chechnya was an ally to Adolf Hitler. And now he wants to have Chechen boots on the ground in Ukraine to route out Nazis. Isn't that special? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what, we, that's what we're dealing with. Real history is actually a little more bizarre than we know, because actually 77 uh, Jewish officers were in the Wehrmacht, and actually um, 25 of them were officers. We have Admirals Bernard Rogue, Erhard Milch. We have Lieutenant Hugo Gutman. That's just the name three of them. But, and uh, actually, Michael Karkok, a Ukrainian Slav, was a member of the Waffen-SS. And he actually was hiding in Minnesota for about 50 years. And the Polish government wanted him for war crimes against 40, murdering 40 Polish citizens during the war. Now, they say he slipped through the cracks. No, he didn't. He came over with Operation Paperclip. Look up Operation Paperclip. When the, we're at odds with the Soviets during the Cold War, we brought over Nazi scientists, and they had Nazi scientists. That's where we got a, our, a lot of our uber technology from, the Nazi scientists. It, it's, it is what it is. But as far as uh, we have to listen to... We have to watch what we listen to because they say that the armored vehicles and tanks have been bogged down. It shows the incompetence of the Russian military. Well, the fact of the matter is, is billions of rubles were raised to upkeep that equipment, and it went to the coffers of uh, members of the uh, Russian military and industrial complex, which have nice uh, beachfront properties in Crete, uh, in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea right now. Uh, they're actually holding back their best, I believe, because they're they're expecting the conflict to get worse. This is true because. Um, Vladimir Putin has just used hypersonic missiles minus the uh, nuclear warheads to counteract the Stinger missiles. Now, we have the uh, 30, LG 30 Minuteman, which can go 17,000 miles per hour. That's fast, man. Yeah. Now, the, the, hypersonic mis- the hypersonic missile, its strength is not in its speed. It goes five times the speed of sound, which is 4,000 miles per hour. It's the undetectability of, of it uh, that makes it so dangerous. And Russians and Chinese have that capability. We don't. That's that just scared people to death. Now the fact of the matter is, is that Ukraine is not of vital strategic importance to us. Actually, what is is Taiwan. Ninety-five percent of the microchips that run our uh, electrical grid, from our military all the way down to our vehicles, is produced on the island of Taiwan. Two adversaries that are now allies is Japan and Australia. What we should do, in my humble opinion, is ditch NATO. Just NATO should have dissolved with the dissolution of the Soviet Union circa December 26, 1991. And we should we should join that alliance with Japan and Australia. That that would be a 21st. That would be a smart move for the 21st century. Well, but we're not going to do it because we have a bunch of 
Yeah, go ahead. That sounds like a plan, John, and thanks for the call. Unfortunately, we got to move on. And I was reading about the Russian military, and uh, our military experts say that the Russians, as far as their military operation, leaves a lot to be desired, and that's why uh, Putin is not happy. Uh, their their infrastructure in their military is weak. That's what I read. Okay, that's somebody's opinion. David's in California. David, good morning. Welcome to Talk with the Purpose. Oh, hi, John. Uh, yeah, I was uh, interested in you were talking about the pensions and bonds uh, before. I was uh, interested in that topic, but the previous caller talking about the Russian army. Russia is, you know, oligarchs are really just rich guys. Yeah, they don't. They they have no loyalty to the country, and as a matter of fact, do uh, you remember just a couple of weeks ago? was disclosed that uh, the oligarchs are supposed to pay for that army, but they started doing stuff on the cheap, and I think they bought some knockoff uh, Michelin tires, and so uh, they, those things are just popping left and right, and the uh, you know million-dollar tanks or Humvees or whatever they've got up there uh, are falling. They're basically useless because somebody bought some cheap tires. And... Um, you don't get patriotism from mercenaries. No. Uh, if the mercenaries don't get paid, uh, that's one thing. If if uh, Putin claims that he can just draft the average Russian, when they there is no social contract with a uh, uh, an oligarch, so Putin's going to fall apart fast. Uh, not o- and it would really help if the Republicans would help, you know, if Republicans are the rich people in this world and they know how to uh, crash a guy's uh, uh, financial empire, but they're not helping. And this thing could have been stopped three weeks ago. Well, what would you, hold on, David, what would you have the Republicans do? Uh, Help. Well, well, in what way? In what what way? We're getting nothing but sniping. We're getting sniping about oh Biden. He just wants to. Uh, he just wants to do financial uh, uh, control of Putin, as opposed to uh, uh, you know selling weapons. You know the super rich are invested in weapon systems. They want to sell multi-million-dollar we- uh, missiles, and they don't care about uh, putting a stop to the war. You know, they, you go all the way back 50, 60, 70 years ago. You remember the old book, Catch-22? Yes. Uh, Catch-22 was all about black markets in war, and that the black markets never wanted the war to stop because they were just cashing in. And in fact, the American Civil War, uh, it was it was dragged on because of profiteering. And, uh, you know, you got Carnegie, you had all sorts of evil rats that, that just kept the uh, Civil War going just to, to drag it on. And uh, But what I was more interested in is, is uh, the pensions. You were talking about, uh, oh, it's such a terrible idea to give pensions to, to teachers. Well, not, well no, 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 David. It's not a terrible idea to give pensions, to give exorbitant pensions. That's the terrible idea. To fund seven well, billion. Wait a minute, David. Seven billion. Come on, pensions. How many David, pensioners are in the state? Pensions are a thing of the past. No one no, gets pensions. 
Get out of here. Who, do David, you David, where, where have you been? You, where have you been, you David? We have a financial show a here on the show that talks about pensions. No one has a pension. Less than 15% of the working population has a pension. And New Jersey is giving out money like it's candy. Thanks for the call, David. Oh, everybody has pensions. Where? Where? If you have a pension and you don't work for the government or you're a teacher, please tell me. Because I doubt you do. Nobody has pensions anymore. That's a thing of the past. And that's why you have 401ks. And he's saying, oh, they have pensions. I didn't say they shouldn't have a pension. But $7 billion to fund it and exorbitant pensions that we can't afford, that was the point. We can't afford that. You just keep spending and spending and spending. You think Murphy cares? Murphy worth $60 million. In three years, he's out. He gets a pension like he doesn't need it, and he's gone. And now here we are stuck with a $680 rebate that he's getting with an average property tax of $9,300. Does that make sense? (sighs) Talk with the purpose is the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG. Talk Radio 95.5, and I'm John DeMassey. George and Gary, if we don't get to you, hang on. We'll pick you up in the 10 o'clock hour, but we will do our best to get to you. I'm John DeMassey. More Talk with a Purpose after these words. Don't forget, if you miss any of today's show, you can catch us tomorrow, Sunday, Talk with a Purpose replay, 5 until 8, every Sunday. So if you figure out what time I yelled, you can hear me yelling again. You know, so it's... I only yell a couple of times on this show and when the Eagles are losing, which is unfortunately too often. But that's that's another story. 609-407-1450. Let's talk to George and AC. George, good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Good, George. How about you? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. The gentleman that was just on, uh, is that the gentleman from California? Yes. You know? Yes. yes. Okay. You know, you know let me get on and off real quick. <laughs> let, let, let me do my best. Dave in California on the left coast, okay? Yes. On the left nut coast, all right? Please. That's right. We in life, all of us, in my opinion, okay, everyone's entitled to their entitled. Um, key word here is entitled, okay? We are entitled to our own opinions, okay? Yes. Now, we don't have the right, okay, to create facts. Facts are reality. Yes. Okay, now you, you can't make things the way you want them to be. You have to deal with things the way that they are. That's right. Okay, and the way that they are in this country right now, whether it's the pension conversation with Joe Biden. Hey, look, I'm praying that Joe Biden stays as healthy as he can possibly stay. I need him there. We need him there. God forbid. Oh, my God, yeah. I know where you're going. Yeah. God yeah. forbid. Yeah, that that, that would we be. We end up with a President Kamala Harris. Ooh. That, okay? That would be worse than what we have now. Worse. Okay, so, so Dave, please, you are entitled, okay, to certain things. But you are not entitled to change the facts. Right. Facts are hard, cold things. They're the real things. And you know something else, too, John? 
there's not just facts. There are facts on top of facts on top of facts. Right. A fact is that woke is an example. Yes. Is destroying this nation. Okay. The left wing nuts. Okay. Are destroying this nation. Yes, they are. And you talk you talk about this uh, controversy that is going on now with the Supreme Court nominee. Hey, I told you last week, I'm not going to put up with with conflation anymore. Yeah. Okay. I'm pushing back in my own way, the best way that I can. And I do it as polite as I can, even with people that are friends of mine. Yeah. Maybe even for decades, maybe even John for decades. Okay. I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody. I'm just trying to deal with the facts. Right. Okay. And the facts are what they are. It is an absolute fact that Joe Biden, a positive, legitimate human being, a maybe decent person, okay, has got some real cognitive issues. Yes, he does. Yes, okay? he does. That's a fact. That's right. Okay. So so it's not a question of me not liking him. It's a question of it is a fact. Yeah, he's, he's not. The man, yeah, he, okay. He, he's not physically man, capable, yeah. Yeah. It's worse. It's worse, Joe. Yeah, John. John, it's it, worse. It is. Let me it, tell it you why it's worse. Well, uh, George, talking unfor- about the United States of America. All right, George, if you want, you can call back because we're coming up on a break. We're coming up on the top of the hour. And thanks for the call. Yeah, I mean, he's he's. Boy, I, I don't know how much longer we can go with this, you know, and and you heard Matt earlier say, hey, his family should get with him and say, hey, come on. But then, as George just said. Kamala Harris? Really? That's the alternative? Uh, is Gary still on? All right, we'll have Gary, and we'll have – is Andy on too? Okay, Gary's on the line. We'll get Gary after the, 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 the break. Talk with the purpose of the show, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and I'm John DeMassey. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two on the way. Don't go away. The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Our number two, Talk with a Purpose, every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Good to have you with us. As always, plenty of folks on the line waiting. We do appreciate that. We appreciate your support of our show. We started this journey uh, about seven years ago and never thought we'd be here seven years later. But, (laughs) hey, as long as I'm above ground, I'll do the show. How's that? 609-407-1450, our number here. Uh, We we were talking about, uh, George was talking about, and then uh, David was talking about, this pension situation, and uh, Joe Yakovich is our financial advisor here on the show, and Joe's going to be in here at 11 o'clock, and we will have him talk to us about pensions, all right? We'll get it right from the horse's mouth. Uh, David's saying, everybody's got pensions. Really? What world is he in, all right? <laughs> I'm going to get to the calls, but I want to get to this in this hour. And again, George was saying this critical race theory 
and these left-wing nuts, which they are, are destroying our country. And right here, right here in our backyard is something that I found extremely disturbing. And, you know, when you do a show like this, you never know when something happens. It's going to come up, and we let the world know, or as many people who are listening, we let them know. But I have spies out there, and spies give me information, which people may not think I get, but I get. And what do you think I do? I pass it along to you to let you know what's going on. We're going to talk about in a few minutes. I want to get to these calls because folks have been holding on. A contentious school board meeting the other night at Mainland Regional High School. I happened to get a copy of a handout. I don't know who wrote it, but it appears to be from a parent. And it is very very disturbing. Right here at Mainland Regional High School, right under our nose. It's it's really, it is disturbing, so stick around for that. 609-407-1450, Gary's in Galloway. Gary, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. You know, uh, it used to bother me that, uh, that obviously, uh, Someone's telling Biden what to do since he's so incompetent. But yes. Come to think of it, come to think of it, it's a good thing since he's so incompetent. Yeah. It's, it's better that somebody tells him what to do, you know, because he can't, you know, oh, he, he's, half the he, time he doesn't know where he is. He, yeah, he's totally, <laughs> he's non-functioning, Gary. He, he I mean, exactly. I, I don't, and I feel sorry for him because. You know, years ago, uh, and I love Dick Clark. He was a, a, a an icon, and he had that New Year's Eve show, which he started, and it was very successful. And then he had a stroke. And I remember watching him, and he went on the air, and it was his show. He's the producer. He owns it. So he's entitled to go on. But he went on, and he brought Ryan Seacrest on, and he looked. It was embarrassing. He couldn't speak. You can obviously tell someone who's had a stroke. And it was a bad stroke. He didn't belong on the air, but he went on. And that's the same thing I'm thinking of here. Joe Biden doesn't belong, you know, in in front of the press. You know, he doesn't belong there. Right. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Woodrow Wilson, uh, I think during the last year of his presidency, he had a stroke and his wife took over and ran the country. Yeah. But the general public didn't know about it, if I'm correct. The general public was unaware. Yeah, yeah, they didn't. Well, you didn't have the media back then like you have now, Gary. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I don't think they could pull it off today. No, they could never. But But, uh, your point about who's somebody. Somebody's pulling the strings for Joe Biden. And the question for us is, who is the somebody? Gary, thanks a lot for the call. Andy's in Brigantine. Andy, good morning and happy birthday. Thank you, sir. Yeah, big one. Tough one. Well, it's not tough. Listen, listen, Andy, look at it this way. You made 60, all right? A lot of people didn't, okay? (laughs) Hey, I still have all my hair, too. (laughs) (laughs) Which is more than we could say for a couple of us here in the room. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'll get to to Joe Biden in a minute. But this pension thing kind of got me riled up. You know... 
I, I, uh, there's a couple of people I know I went to school with. Uh, they got married. They were both in my school. They got married. They both worked for the government, did the same job, and, and, and you know, they put their 25 years in. They both retired in their early 50s. And now they're living the life of Riley. They're yeah. constantly posting on on social media. They're traveling all over the world, and they're at all the shows in New York, and they're at all the restaurants, and they just live the lives of Riley. Yeah. And I think to myself, so now, you know, these people, and I'm with you, John. Look, do you want to give them a pension? Fine. But it's the exorbitant pensions that are ridiculous. Yes. And if you look at any, if you look at any state that's in financial crisis, it is due mostly to the um, unfunded pension liability. Yes. Okay. Politicians who made promises, who knew that when it was time to pay up, they'd be long out of office and wouldn't have to deal with it. So now you and I go through life. We have to save money. For our old age, these yeah. people work for the government. They can enjoy themselves all through their working lives. Don't have to put a dime away because they know when they retire after twenty-five years, many of them are going to get ninety percent of 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 what they made during their highest earning years for yes. the rest of their life, plus yep. free health benefits. Yes, yes. So i I have to fund my retirement and theirs. Right. Unfair. So that's that's unfair. the pension thing. Unfair. Absolutely unfair. Okay, so now Biden. Listen, I do not feel sorry for Joe Biden, and I'll tell you why. Because Biden's been in Washington for 50 years. He was lucid all of those years up till maybe the past five or six years. Yes. He's not there. Right. But think of all the crooked, evil underhanded things he did when he was completely lucid and knew exactly what he was doing. So I don't give him a pass now that he's feeble and senile and all of that. Now, Judge Janine said something the other day on The Five that I've been saying for months or a year since he's been in. Kamala Harris is Joe Biden's insurance policy. Yeah. yeah. Because as bad as Biden is, they wouldn't dare get rid of him because then they have Kamala. Ugh. And those two people, John, think about this. Yeah. Imagine if you had a president that had his faculties, whether you like them or not. Right. You know, Hillary Clinton, she has her faculties. Yes. Barack Obama, she has, he had his faculties. Even Bernie Sanders, as old as he is, he has his faculties. Yes. Now, when you see these ridiculous things that are happening that don't make sense, if you had a president in there who was completely lucid, you would say, what's going on here? This stuff doesn't make sense. Right. But when you have somebody like Biden in there, who, who's obviously cognitively challenged, feeble, senile, demented, it's very easy to explain everything he's doing as simply bad mistakes being made by an old man who doesn't know what he's doing. And that's the beauty of the plan. That's why they installed somebody like him. He takes the blame, and you blame it on his, his infirmities, while the actual people who are running things don't have any of this stink attached to them. And right. it's Barack Obama, 
It's Susan Rice. It's Ron Klain, Biden's chief of staff, who they call the prime minister at the White House. <laughs> Those are the people pulling the strings while Biden is the face of it all. Yes. And make no mistake, Joe Biden could have wires and tubes coming out of every orifice in his body. But as long as his heart is still beating, even if his brain is dead, as long as his heart is still beating, they are not going to get rid of this guy because the, then they have Kamala Harrison. Exactly. You know, John, yes, yeah, she's... either Joe or Kamala Ugh. is going to say the wrong thing at the wrong time to the wrong person. That's and right. And we're in deep duty. That's right. Andy, thanks a lot for the call. Well said. 609-407-1450. Talk with a purpose. Saturdays, 9 till noon. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I don't want to neglect our callers, and we're just going to ask John, John, and Bob to hang on one second. I want to get into this because I want you to know about what's going on here. All right? And this is something that was handed out at the mainland school board meeting the other night, and it was handed out probably, I'm saying probably, I don't know, but I received a copy of it. It was sent to me by one of my spies. And and I'm just going to read a portion of this because it's long, and I want to get to all of it before the top of the hour. It says here, <clears throat> this is topic one, and it says, critical race theory has no place here. To teach children that one race or ethnicity is evil is blatantly divisive. The supervising teacher of history handed out the book stamped Racism, Anti-Racism and You to the Teachers. That's the name of the book, Anti-Racism and You. And this was given to the teachers, and it was directed to the teachers to include this book into their curriculum this year. This action goes outside the board's approved book list. This teacher needs to fall back in line with the curriculum and stop adding specific hate to the agenda. Our community is not divisive. Our schools, all children have the same opportunities to choose success or choose failure. The liberal thinking teachers of mainland need to stop teaching the children their beliefs and get back to teaching down the middle. Amen. Amen to that. This is what was handed out because obviously this is what is being supposedly taught in the school in mainland. And there's more. There's more to this. And it really gets worse because it talks about behavior. Boy, I tell you what. My grandson was in that school. Well, they'd they'd have a big problem, all right? But they have a big problem now, as you can see. John is in Ventnor. John, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning, Mr. DeMassey. Good morning, sir. Hello? Uh, yes. yes. So anyway, um, I just want to be up front with you right away. Uh, John, please bear with me. I'm not a biologist. So, uh, you know, hang in with me. <laughs> okay. There's something worse than pen- <laughs> there's something worse than pen- there's something worse than pensions. And you know what it is? What? It's called the padding. It's called the padding of pension. Oh, yes. And the padding of pension is where when someone's almost ready to retire, all of a sudden they get a raise or something or they get bumped up a little bit so they can get more money every year based on taxpayers funding this yes. pension fund for those yeah, who are right. retired. That's right. Most, re- most, re- most recently, the... Uh, the outgoing Atlantic City school boss, uh, Barry Caldwell, he got a 12% raise 
just as he was retiring. He got a 12% raise when people knew he was retiring on his way out, 12%. And keep in mind, he already made about 225 grand. So everybody voted voted yes. Most voted yes. Even Ventner voted yes for that 12% raise to Barry Caldwell. We call that padding a pension. But, John, once again, I want to remind everybody, your big listening audience, I am not a biologist, but I can tell you, in addition to padding pensions, there's other stuff going on, such as longevity pay and those things called boat checks where unused sick and vacation pay. Yes. We're talking six figures. Yes. We're talking six figures to people who are retiring. It's all taxpayer funded. Longevity pay, unused sick and vacation days. The the seashore towns are guilty. A lot of them are guilty of it. So thanks for the great show today, John, and let's go, Brandon. Okay, thanks, John. Yeah, you know, the pension systems, and John's right, uh, I'm not as familiar with South Jersey, but I know uh, in Philadelphia, one of my uh, good friends that I grew up with, his dad worked for the city city hall of Philadelphia in the court system, and yeah, he got a he got a big fat check because he never took a sick day, and I thought they would do away with that. I mean, doesn't that make sense? I mean, why are we paying somebody? Let's say somebody works for twenty years, and they didn't use most of their sick time. So now we give them a check. I think you use it or you lose it. That's what should happen. I mean, this is this is not, we don't print money. Well, the, the, the way Murphy operates things, he thinks we print money, but we don't print money. This is ridiculous. And the taxpayers pay, and you just keep raising taxes. It's, it, the whole thing is ridiculous. John's in Ocean City. John, good morning. Ah, yes. Good morning. In regard to the last call, I did not want to imply at all that, that uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, who is Jewish and is the president of Ukraine, is a Nazi in any way. I did not say that. All I'm saying is that real history is bizarre. I mean, Nazism has had a stronghold in Ukraine even after the Nazi war machine was defeated circa 1945. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be so. There are 25 to 30 uh, bio labs in Ukraine. And also, uh, it's not just uh, Hunter Biden. And uh, You also have John Kerry's nephew and you have Nancy Pelosi's nephew. And uh, also Mitt Romney, uh, apple pie Republican Mitt Romney, his son has dirty hands also. They all have dirty hands over in Ukraine. And actually, that, that country right there is a proxy because uh, of all the natural gases. Let's just get real. The natural gas is what's the cause of all this, ultimately. Hey, uh, hey John. More natural gas. Yeah. John, uh, l- yeah. let me just re- say something that you reminded me of. Did you know yeah. that Vladimir Zelensky is more popular in this country than Joe Biden. Did you know that? Not surprising. Not surprising <laughs> at all. He's got 64% approval in America, and Biden has 38%. So wait, wait. Ain't that something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe Zelensky should come over <laughs> here and run. <laughs> Why not? He would do a better job than half of these people. That's right. Uh, actually, I do not I do not support boots on the ground in Ukraine. As far as I'm concerned, the, the radical right-sponsored uh, neocons and the radical left-sponsored liberal uh, imperialists are all two-piece from the same pod. And I want a uh, DOFC fighter, uh, what's his name, Bryce Mitchell from, uh, from Arkansas. He says, when they come over here, I will fight on the Arkansas soil. To my death, he said. But until then, I'm not going to go fight some uh, proxy war for a bunch of politicians over in Ukraine. He's, he's right. Uh, we have we have bigger fish to fry. If you're Atlanta County or Cape May County, we got to make sure that pipeline 
gets installed with the BLM charity uh, station. Absolutely right. Absolutely right, John. Thanks for the call. Coming up on a break, uh, Bob, thanks for, for hanging in there. Bob, Tom Foley, and Beth, those are our callers that we will get to in just a moment. It is Talk With a Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and I'm John DeMassey. 609-407-1450 is the number. I mentioned uh, this handout that I received, which was handed out at the Mainland School Board meeting the other night. I went through topic one, and I have two other topics which are really, really disturbing to me. Uh, this next one is, I mean, it's, it's to me, I, I if you're a parent and you have a student at Mainland, I think you, uh, I think you, you, you better get over there and find out what's going on. Talk with the purpose of the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Back with more in just a moment. But first, my my niece drove by Lexus of Atlantic City the other day. She says, are they still advertising on your show? I said, yeah, why not? Well, I drove by and they don't have any cars on the lot. I said, well, what do you think? They're out of business? Well, I said, it's it's we know the situation as far as cars and as far as uh, getting getting cars. But they can get you a car. I mean, how do you think they're still in business? I mean, I talked to Helen a couple of weeks ago. She called me. We were talking. And, and she said, you know, we have a network of dealerships. If you, if you need a car and you need the finest car on the market today, Lexus, courtesy of Lexus of Atlantic City, you just call them or you stop by. ACLexus.com is the website, ACLexus.com. Yes, they can get cars, and yes, there is a, a supply issue, and hopefully this is going to be straightened out before too long. But the 2022s are here, and we have the winter sales event occurring right now at Lexus of Atlantic City. And again, 3169 Fire Road in EHT is their address. I've been looking at this NX. You know, I may be tempted I, I mean, I'm getting tempted to go over there and say, hey, could I, uh, you know, can I trade mine in and get this NX? You never know. It may happen. I'll let you know. But right now I've got the ES350. Great car. Smooth ride. I mean, it's just, I mean, you take a long trip. In fact, I got a long trip coming up in a couple of weeks. And believe me, it's a pleasure to ride. You check it out for yourself. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road in EHT and online at aclexus.com aclexus.com is the website. We're coming back with your calls and more Talk With a Purpose after these words. Back here on Talk With a Purpose, 609-407-1450. Let's get right to the calls. I'll get to this handout from the Mainland School Board uh, meeting the other night. I'll get to this next topic. Boy, this one's going to make your blood boil, all right? Bob in Cape May. Bob, good morning. I I think he's still in Florida, right? Yo, Bob, come on. Come on. Unfortunately, I am. Yep, I, I can't wait to get back there, but uh, a few more weeks. <laughs> okay. All right. Listen, you know, we'll, 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 we'll let you slide. I feel, I feel guilty. I, I need to pay my New Jersey taxes and and Phil Murphy. I mean, I, I just need to finance this guy. I, it right. just, uh, I just, he's making me really feel guilty being here in the, in that, the beautiful state of Florida. What, but look, I want to get to some points here now, John. Ahead. Look, the Ukrainians, what would you do, okay, historically here? The, the, yes, they greeted the German troops with flowers when they, the, the Germans came into Ukraine. Be, why? 
because the Russians killed between five and seven million Ukrainians with their the, when Stalin imposed a, a man-made food uh, famine on Ukraine. He took their food away. The breadbasket of the world yeah. had their food confiscated. So of course they're going to greet the Germans as 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 liberators. Okay, but the point I want to make here now the the. The public employee unions, they are a, a cancer on the taxpayers of New Jersey. Absolutely. And, Absolutely right. And, and, you know, as you said here, in the private sector, who who gets to retire at 52 in the private sector? Nobody. Who gets to? Nobody. Down here, it ha- I'll tell you, this ha- happens a lot down here in Florida. You get public employee Union people, be they police, sanitation workers, teachers, they come down here. They've got their pensions from up north. They get a second part-time or even a full-time job. Yeah. They are living high off the hog. And that's, and that's right. great, good for them, but it's killing the taxpayers in New Jersey. It's making New Jersey, you know, as I, I told you, John, this, this maybe I shouldn't repeat this, but, but, you know, it's worth repeating. New Jersey's got the highest per capita taxes in the country and the worst balance sheet per per capita in the country. I know. And it's all because of these of these sweetheart deals, the slush fund the teachers union has, a political slush fund they have makes the, the politicians in New Jersey have to wear diapers when they deal with the teachers union. They're that afraid of them. Yeah. And one final point here. Mainland high school, critical race theory. You know, these teachers should be focused on making these children become competent, independent adults. Yes. How do you do that? You teach them how to do math, how to speak properly, how to uh, uh, think properly. Yes. These are the important, you know, the the fundamentals and and teaching them these, these whacked out, you know, social. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. It's you're right, Bob. You're you're so right. Insane. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm losing my. It, it's yeah. so insane. It's it, hard it to is. describe. And and but wait, you're not doing any favors. No, that, they're not. That's a big. Wait till you hear. You know? Wait till you hear. I know you're going to continue to listen, Bob. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Appreciate it. Wait till you hear this. And this, uh, uh, Tom, Beth, Linda, Dan, hang in there. I'm going to get to you, but I want to read you this. This is part of the handout that I received, that this was handed out at the Mainland Regional uh, School Board meeting the other night. And I, I gave you topic one. This is topic two. Listen, our children and many teachers are tired. Tired of teachers, administrators, turning a blind eye to students breaking the code of student conduct. The code gives the children expectation of behavior and consequence. Get back to the code. Stop turning a blind eye to bad choices like children having sexual relations in the bathrooms, children coming to school high as a kite, children wearing partial clothing to school. The mainland district has always been genteel. Time to return to this type of behavior. Do you believe that? Do you believe that, obviously, this must be a parent writing this and handing this out. Do you believe that this was is happening according to this? Now, again, we have no proof. 
Again, this is a handout that was sent to me, and and obviously it was handed out. So this is what's going on at mainland. If it is, this is a problem. And and as Bob just said, we're supposed to be teaching these kids. I mean, how to function in life. I don't know if you've ever dealt with uh, younger people, and I have no problem with younger people. Listen, I was young once. We were all young once. But the manner in which some of them speak and act and dress, okay, they have their own kind of style with their generation. That's fine. But at some point, you have to learn how to speak properly, how to conduct yourself. And and this the whole thing bothers me. Let's talk to Tom Foley in AC. Tom, good morning. Welcome. Hey, as a cancerous public employee of the state of New Jersey, <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I mean, I had a lot of respect for Bob, but boy, oh boy, I'm a cancer. <clears throat> uh, I spent 30 years on the fire department, 12 years as emergency management. That adds up to 42 years I served the city of Atlantic City. And you're going to tell me I'm a cancer? And here's another thing. Uh, just a little fact of life that everybody doesn't know about. Do you realize in 1996, Governor Whitman started robbing the pension system? Yeah. I paid 10%, 10% of my gross salary to the pension system, which was never in, put in the pension system in almost 20 years. They we're making up for 20 years of shortfall. If you did this in a private sector, ask uh, you know, ask Joe Yakovich what I would have made on the private sector with 10% of my gross salary. I'd be a millionaire. And and that's a fact of life, you know. And, and the way this pension system has been robbed for over 20, 30, almost 30 years is ridiculous. Oh, and that I agree. Even, and I agree you with go, you. I agree with you. You would, go to, you would go to jail. Private sector, you would go to jail. If you took pension money from an employee and didn't put it in the pension system, you go directly to jail. And and what happens is that they got away with it for all these years, and they're still getting away with it. They did away with our cost of living. We haven't received the cost of living in 11 years. Now, can you imagine that? Imagine a guy that's out on a pension, and there's no one, and I mean no one in public employment, that makes 90% of their salary. The highest you can get to is 70. So that, and that's after 30 years on the job and if you're 55 and a half years old. So I don't know where all this nonsense is coming from, but don't call me a cancer, Bob. Well, you know, you can Tom, have whatever you want down in, down in Cape May, but do not call Bob, public Bob. employees who risk their lives every day. You do. You do, Tom. You did and you do. That's the point was. No one is saying that you didn't deserve the pension. What we're saying is that Murphy is putting $7 billion into a pension fund. And overall, Tom, overall, you put your life on the line 30-some years, okay? The police in Atlantic City put their life on the line. No one is really talking about that. What they're saying is that a state worker uh, – and, you know, we had somebody here on the show way back – said that a husband and wife worked in the lunchroom in, in one of the schools, and collectively they were getting 300000 a year in pensions. So you understand, Tom, that that's what that they're talking it, about, it, that, 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 that kind all, of thing. It's all lies. Well, maybe it is. It's all lies. But, but, there, there is no one. Tom, 
it, maybe it is. No one is making three hundred thousand. No, so, collectively, you know, two, you, there's no, two people. This was two people collectively. That's this, a, that's one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, and well, you tell. I don't even know of anyone who's getting a pension one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. The p- chief of police is not getting a pension of one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. You know, they, they in any, and we have one of the highest paid. Probably the only one that will do that is uh, Marty Small and and his wife. Now they will probably make that. Yeah, but here's the thing. What about wait, Tom? What about that? Uh, what about that superintendent, the one that retired? That what Bob was saying was they pad the pension at the very end. It's it's blatant misuse of the pension funds that people don't like. You're entitled to your the pension, do- but Sorry. but but some people have misused and manipulated the system to their benefit. And we're not talking about Tom Foley, who has not done that. We're talking about that. Like, I don't even know the man, Caldwell, the last superintendent of Atlantic City. Yeah. I mean, that's, Tom, that's misuse. And that's what Bob was referring to, that kind of thing. Not Tom Foley or not. I mean, I have a buddy of mine, 28 years, Atlantic City police. His pension is 85000 a year, but he earned it. He got shot at a few times. So he earned it. I, I, and I, I have no problem. Please, Tom, Bob doesn't have a problem with people who earn the pension, and I don't have a problem with it, but I have a problem with misuse and, and abuse of the system. That's what we have a problem with. Tom, as always, a pleasure. Thanks for calling in. And we'll, we'll have Joe Yakovich give a good word for you in the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, what do we have, Linda and Dan? Is that what we have, Craig? Uh, Craig. I'm calling you Craig. Chris. <laughs> Linda and Dan and maybe you talk with a purpose Saturdays 9 till noon WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and I'm John DeMassey more talk with a purpose after these words and we're back here on talk with a purpose you have the right to do this and you can do this anytime you want you can listen to any of our shows at any time we have the John DeMassey podcasts and all you have to do is Google John DeMassey podcasts and all the shows come up there's over a hundred of them and you can listen to any show at any time. So if you miss it today or tomorrow, you could catch it at your leisure. John DeMassey Podcast. That's all you Google. And it is Talk With a Purpose. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We obviously have opened up a can of worms. We're getting some folks who can't stay on the line who want to talk about that they receive a pension. They're a state worker. Look, I don't have a problem. I am the son of a parent who received a pension for 33 years of work. But he didn't get that kind of money, let me tell you. And I'm okay with pensions in certain situations, but we're talking about here exorbitant pensions and abuse of the system. That's what we're talking about. And people like Phil Murphy, you know, funding the pensions. And again, you heard Tom Foley say Christy Whitman stopped funding and that went back to the 90s. So now we got 30 years later and we're we're trying to make up. So that's another problem. But that, that's what we're talking about here. So apparently we've opened up a can of worms. Linda in Apseek and Linda, good morning. Welcome to the show. Well, what a show. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have to stay focused because I could go just 13 different directions. Yeah, that's right. That's but, right. Um, Bob Progner is a good man, and he is a smart man. 
and there's much merit in the things. Not well, he 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 just is a smart man. And what you said about your dad getting pensions, it wasn't what what people are experiencing in some states. Right. So, um, so yeah. Um, but whoa, what a show! A happy birthday, Andy. So. Um, Regarding Joe Biden, I'm, and Matt, when he opened your show, I have been thinking about this for a couple of days, and Matt made me think about it more, you know, where Joe Biden is saying how sanctions never deter, and here you have six or, or maybe nine people coming out say, stating that, you know, that sanctions um, deter. So I'm thinking, you know, just, but they never play the blip where Joe said that sanctions deter so you you don't you've you've not heard him say so when he says that he never he, he's right he didn't but the others did and that's what I'm, yeah the others so anyway did. yeah so so maybe it's this you know last week biden said that uh we need to lead the new world order, that being the United States. Most people can't grasp what that means, but that is terrorizing, that statement. So that new world order just might involve those soldiers there that, that he talked to and said, you know, you know, you'll see when you're in Ukraine. Well, well, let's wait and see, because those soldiers just may end up in Ukraine now, Biden, Biden, when he's talking about sanctions, he lived through, I mean, when he said that they don't deter, keep in mind, uh, the war in Iraq, I think Iraq had 12, 13 sanctions uh, uh, against them at the time we went into uh, Iraq. Right. So the sanctions didn't, they, 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 they didn't, just, he, he knows sanctions. If anybody in his administration knows about sanctions, it's Joe Biden. Yes. <clears throat> And I'm not a Biden fan. I just think that I think his handlers take liberties. <clears throat> and I do think Joe is wanting, that's for sure. Yeah. And um, so that's all I want to Okay, say. Linda, thanks a lot for the call. Appreciate it. Dan's in Linwood. Dan, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. John, picture the scene. You're on the uh, 18th hole, and a guy finishes in, like, fifth place. Okay. Now, you hear the, you hear the applause. He gets the cursory soft golf clap, right? Yes. Okay. Now, in Ukraine and Poland area, now, when Biden was in Poland, I think a day or two ago, he visits the troops. The troops give him the golf clap. Yeah. (laughs) As opposed to when Donald Trump walked into the room, it was like Ed Sullivan introducing Elvis. Yes, yes. Yeah, and it, it was it's an ama- it was an amazing difference. And Joe Biden did something that no president or general could ever do, but he did it. Uh, they threw a couple pizzas down, and Joe Biden started eating pizza. But there's a rule in the military, more of a tradition: the troops eat first, the generals eat last. Yes, and definitely the commander in chief eats, eats last. Yeah. That's just the way. That's just the way it is. That's respect to the the people who are putting it out there. And uh, I don't know if you're aware of the uh, Hunter Biden's laptop in the uh, bio Miata. Did you ever hear that? Uh, no expression. You know what, Dan? I have the book. I bought the book, and I want to read mm-hmm. it, but I just haven't had the time. And I'm I'm going to really like focus on getting this book read because I want to talk about it here on the show. 
but from what I understand, you know, it's filled with a lot of uh, a lot of dirt on Hunter Biden. But we we know there's a lot of dirt on Hunter Biden. But uh, well, apparently, the Rosemont Seneca was uh, financing the bio labs in Ukraine. Yeah. Well, so that's, uh, uh, that's uh, another thing where Joe yeah. Biden says there is no uh, there yeah. is no connection to anything. Do you, well, do you believe yeah. anything Joe Biden says, Dan? <laughs> no, especially the part about the, uh, the when when you brought it up, uh, you brought it up in an excellent manner about deterring. All you did was point to Jen Psaki and the vice president and everybody else saying it's going to deter it. It's going to deter it. Yeah. Blinken, Jake <clears throat> Sullivan, they all said this is meant to deter. And yeah. Biden says it was never meant to deter. Yeah. Now, how do you get on that wrong page? And then how do you say our troops are going into Russia, into Ukraine? Yeah, yeah. How that, do you make a mistake? Yeah, you know, that, that we, we can't have that. You know that, Dan. We can't have we, – Dan, thanks for the call. We can't have troops. No. No no boots on the ground in Ukraine or in Russia or anywhere. No, we can't, we can't have that. Okay. I'm not living through again what I lived through when I was a teenager in the 60s and working in a deli and having people come in. It's a neighborhood deli, and everybody knew everybody. Did you hear so-and-so that lives on that street? Oh, yeah. Oh, he died. Did you hear so-and-so? He died. Where? In Vietnam. I don't I, I want to live through that, and I know you don't either. So, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> okay. I know why he's calling back, right? <laughs> Bob and Kate May. Bob. Good morning. Hey. Welcome back. <laughs> John, good morning. Hey, hey look, I— I just want to tell Tom, look, I absolutely, you know, I, I can understand how he could get that that idea that I was calling him a cancer, but absolutely not. You know, Tom's a good guy, and I value the, the police and fire people of, of New Jersey, and, and, you know, that's not what I was saying. But I know what you were saying. Yeah, reality, I, I know what you were saying. The, yeah. The the, and the the reality is the reality here that New Jersey has huge, huge problems when it comes to high taxes and when it comes to the balance sheet, the fiscal health of New Jersey. And, you know, I, I'm not going to back off and, and deny reality. No, you're my right. Statement, my statement stands here. The taxpayers of New Jersey are getting killed, have been getting killed, but by the sweetheart deals that a lot of the public employee unions have, have bargained for. And, you know, and that's just the reality. I'm, I'm just sorry. Yeah, that no, is that's the, you're, you're right. You're right. And I, I think oh, and, I, and, and, I I tried to convey to Tom what your point was and my but, point, you know, I mean, for, for, for Murphy to put $7 billion into a pension fund, I mean, and, and as Tom had said, you know, Christy Whitman stopped funding it years ago, and Christy stopped funding it. And so, you know, we, we got to catch up, but it's too much to catch up. No, uh, and Tom, I agree with you. Tom was right. Christy Whitman absolutely was underhanded, and she robbed that pension yes, fund. Yes, she did. He's right about that. Yeah. But, you know, again, why are all these people moving out of the state of New Jersey? Right. A lot of them are moving out and going to Delaware and go, going to, to the Carolinas because they can't afford the real estate taxes. They can't afford the taxes, period, in New Jersey. And, yes. and, and this clown Murphy is just making it worse. That's right. You know? That's right. So. Yeah. Well, Bob, thanks for calling back. We appreciate it. Real quick, uh, uh, Michael, hang on. I'll get to you in a moment. Uh, this is part of this handout from the mainland school board meeting. I gave you two topics. This is the third one. And this is the last one. I'll give you 
And then I want to talk about a bill that State Senator Michael Testa is sponsoring, which is on this topic. Uh, This is the handout from the Mainland School Board meeting the other night. It says here, it is our stance that fringe teaching and additions to curriculum, including the addition of History Unerased, which was presented in your back-to-school workshops for the teachers, needs to be removed. In other words, they're trying to uh, – they did a workshop for teachers, and they want them to teach and and include books regarding indigenous, black, immigrants, and refugees. And this is what this handout was talking about. And they say here in this – handout, who someone is sleeping with has no real place in history classes. Fringe ideals teaching has no place in mainland and needs to be removed. And then they talk about bathrooms, which supposedly, supposedly, boys with penises are using the girls' bathroom and girls with vaginas are using the boys' bathrooms. This is what, this is, what is in the handout. 90% of the students are made to feel uncomfortable. Boy, if your kid's going to mainland, you, you you better look into this. That's what I would suggest. Michael and Greg, hang in there. We'll get to you after the break. Don't forget Joe Yakovich. <laughs> Joe, Joe's going to come in and calm things down. <laughs> you ready? You ready to calm things down? Huh? All right. Six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifty. I'm John Demassi. More talk with a purpose after these words. And we're back here on Talk With a Purpose. Don't forget our Talk With a Purpose replay, Sundays 5 until 8, today's show tomorrow. If you miss any of it, you can catch it then, 5 until 8, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Let me get to this real quick. Uh, Greg, hang in there. I'll get to you in a moment. State Senator Michael Testa, he represents Atlantic, Cape May, and Cumberland counties. He has co-sponsored a bill he says would reaffirm parental rights and amend current law to prevent schools from teaching some concepts related to what we have often called critical race theory. Now, this bill, and you probably didn't know this, but this is a a bill in response to a law from last year that required, this, this passed March of 2021, required school districts to incorporate instruction on diversity and inclusion in grades K through 12 as part of the New Jersey Student Learning Standards. So, in other words, the schools are required to teach diversity. But my question is, what kind of diversity? I mean, I understand that you can say this is what can happen, but do we have to talk about this all the time? Can't we focus on what's important What are these students going to use in life after they graduate, after they become adults, after they maybe get married and have families, or even if they don't get married, if they're just adults functioning in society? Do you think they really need – you can mention that it's possible that this happens, but to incorporate it and say that it's a law that you have to teach it? And Senator Testa says – We trust parents to know what is best for their kids in this area and believe that they should have the final say, not the woke crowd who want to insert their progressive agendas into our classrooms. I agree with that. 
And we, we were supposed to have Senator Testa on last summer, and something happened. We had some conflicts. We'll have to get him back on the show. Greg and Apsik, and Greg, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning, Mr. Damascus. How are you? Good. How are you, Greg? Doing well. Uh, this morning I was listening to the radio, and this is just a blurb they had on. They did the study of the or the structure of the virus. Their, it's RNA. Uh-huh. And they found human DNA in it. What, when what, they were finished. What virus was that, Greg? The, the COVID? 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 Okay. All right. Yes. Okay. It's just interesting that it should not it should not have shown up in this virus at all. No. But for some reason, human DNA was found in it. Another fast thing, the teachers. Yeah. I think once they leave the parameters of what their structure should be, not what they're being told to teach, but what would be socially acceptable, the only way that's ever going to solve is fines levied against whatever's taking place per student. You know, everything we do in life, you jaywalk, you pay a fine. Right. If you're a policeman and you don't handle someone properly, you end up in jail. I mean, what the hell? These people are doing whatever they want to do. Yeah. Even if it's coming from their union, if it means putting restraints on the union, then that should happen. And if it has to be done exit the um, legislature, somehow it has to happen. It's unacceptable. I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree. These people, they if they consider this okay, and they they don't have the stomach to do correct to get it corrected, let's get them the hell out of there. This well, is ridiculous. You're, you're right, Greg. And Greg, thanks for the call. Here's the problem. The problem is that that teachers union, that NJEA, is so powerful. I mean, it's probably one of the most powerful unions in the country. Look. They got Phil Murphy reelected, and we all know, listen, you listened to this show many times. You heard Jack Cettarelli, and in fact, Jack Cettarelli won South Jersey. And thanks to that, Phil Murphy cut the funding for South Jersey schools. (laughs) I'll get you. Moneybags Murphy, he did it to us. But, yeah, I, I agree with Greg. That, that That's what should happen, but it will never happen because the teachers' union is too powerful. Look, there was a bill last year in the state that passed that required school districts to incorporate instruction on diversity. I mean, how how is this – I mean, what are, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Is that, and, and why is it required? But what is in the curriculum that they're teaching the kids? And you heard me talk about this handout from Mainland the other night. This thing was filled with problems and situations that should not occur in a school. I'm sorry, but if this person who handed this out is right, sex in the bathrooms in high school? Not saying that high school students can't have sex, but not in the school. Come on. 
Well, we're going to calm down a little bit. Joe Yakovich is coming in. <laughs> I don't know if he wants to come in after this, right? <laughs> Joe Yakovich, JML Financial. He'll straighten out our finances, and he'll talk about pensions, too. Talk with a purpose, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and I'm John DeMassey. Hour number two in the books. Hour number three on the way. Don't go away. The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Townsquare Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Our number three, Talk with a Purpose, every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Remember, you can always hear us on 1450 AM as well and on the web at WPGTalkRadio.com. We are pleased to have with us uh, for a return engagement today here on the show, Joe Yakovich, JML Financial. He is our financial advisor on the program. JMLFinancialGroup.com is his website. Why did you bring boxing gloves in here? I mean, Man, I, 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 I got headgear and boxing gloves. I got it all going <laughs> on. I got the, oh. Oh. You, you, you had you had a lively two hours here. You know? Oh, normally I, I before I come in, you know, preparing for this this section of the show, I'm usually relaxed, you know, going and doing my little shopping. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh man, you got me involved today. Baby. Yeah. All right. Well, well I, I want to get. We're going to talk about inflation, but first, yep. this came up on my show. Yeah. And I made reference to you and what you've told us here on the radio since you've been on with us. Mm-hmm. And that is the issue of pensions. Yes. I want to ask you how many times when you sit with a client or a potential client, how many have pensions? Very few. And the ones that do have pensions, um, they're normally uh, working for the government, federal or state. Right. That's that's the norm. They, they Now, if you took pensions away from those people, I don't know what they would do. Because think about it, John, and, I, and I've had this conversation with multi, multi teachers especially, more, more teachers than anyone else because at one time I, was, I, I got into a, a teacher organization and we were helping them. But it's amazing to me, as smart as they are when it comes to, and I'm listening to your, your show today, with the things in the bathroom, I mean, it's just absurd to me. And I, have, yeah. and I do, just to, for, the, for the record, I do have children. You know, they're in their 20s and 30s, but I remember like it was yesterday. So it's not like I'm, you know. It was disturbing to you. Compl- yes. Oh, yes. absolutely. I mean, are you kidding me? I'm, you know, I'm very uh, in tune. And I love teachers, so don't misunderstand because a lot of them are clients of mine. I still talk to them. But if you didn't have, if they didn't have pensions, I don't know what they would do. Smart as they are, and they make more money than most people in that profession. Don't forget, they're, they're, they're getting paid good dollars here. Or not get, and they're not working 12 months a year. Even though their stress level has increased dramatically. When I went to school, and I'm sure you went to school, if the teacher said something, yes, yes, you yes. You listened, yes. Oh, my. I, I, I would be afraid. And by the way, I would be afraid even come home knowingly I'd have to face Your mother and father, yes. The mother I can get away with. I can, I can slip the punches. But the father I could not. Yes. So understandably, I grew up in that environment. And and I learned it, and I and I 
and I like it. I had no problem with it. I mean, even I, I took that, some of that, and I'm not beating my kids, but I knew they needed to, you know, perform and, and at least what I expected. But going back to the money part, I would say to teachers all the time, you realize you're being promised something that is already out of date. And one of the major reasons is because of longevity. You're, we, you've been offered these unbelievable numbers. And you you squabble that you're not getting certain benefits because, but you're getting paid good good money. Don't forget when you look at pensions like Social Security, these are guarantees. The problem that we're faced with, and 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 I don't want to mention anybody in particular, the the, the governor. You know, if you can't afford the taxes here, you get out. Well, guess what's happening? New Jersey people are getting out, and who is paying for these pensions? The people that are in New Jersey, right? So, understandably, you said one thing, you know, get out of the state, and who's going to pay for the people that are in the state? And you have teachers that are in the state getting these pensions for a long time. I have teachers in their 80s, and at one time, and now they changed it, and they made a big squabble about it, about health care. I said, hold on, back up. You don't supposed to get health care. You go Medicare and, 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 and kick in a few bucks. Right. So, I mean, it's disturbing, John, as much as it is. If they got 403Bs or 401Ks, like everyone else in America, different. But pension costs a lot of money, John. I know. It's very costly, not only to administrate, but because of the longevity. See, if people died at 65, 70, it, it's a great deal. Exactly. But if people live to 80, 90, what do you do? That's right. And then, hold on, and inside the pension, which is legal because I have pensions that uh, I'm involved with or people that I know a lot that have pensions, they pass, their spouse gets the benefit. So you understand the payout. And just on average, I'm throwing a number at you. If you do the math, John, 50,000, and they don't make more than, and they make more than 50,000. If you do 50,000 a year times every single year, and let's use 25 or 30 years because they're going out sooner, that's over a million plus dollars. Now think about the math here. And you just said it earlier. They're the strongest union. When you said that to me and coming on to, to sit on my chair here, I thought about the movie Fist with, uh, you know, the, the union of the truckers union. Yes. I mean, look what they've done. I mean, it's sad as it may be. They dictated the election. That's not supposed. Listen, John, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I'm 65 years old and I've been around long enough. I'm not cookie cutter. I mean, I'm not, you know, pie in the sky with a a silver spoon. I've worked hard all my life, growing up, working hard. My parents did not come from a lot of money, but I saw, you know, the hard work my my dad and my mother had to put in to keep us where we are today and and continue to strive to do that. And I do that for my children. I'm almost sad what I've seen and what I have been seeing over the last decade. For me as a professional, because I see, I, I try to show the empathy with people because there's a problem here we're faced with. A lot of people think they're going to be okay in retirement. I have a sad, some sad news to tell. They them. may not be. They're going to have to re-enter the right. workforce. That's right. I'm, I'm afraid to tell them that because what's happening with inflation being what it is, it's not two percent. It's you're double digits, and we're talking about the chicken cutlet and the and the veal cutlet. You know, it's going to. Yeah, People are going to have to get back into the game. The problem we're faced with, you get back in the game when you're 80 years old? 
Yeah. I mean, think about what's going on. So it's concerning of me when I'm doing what I do, luckily, because I do it the way I do it. It's not a cookie cutter one because some of the people in our profession will do the AUM, assets under management, and forget about it. John, if I tell you on average how many times I touch a client in terms of what they should be doing, the questions they ask me about Social Security, about a will, about a, a, a trust, about money, about annuities, about health care, I become a psychiatrist. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. really is. And it's okay because I didn't think that going in. But when you're sitting down with people and you're telling them, I got some sad news to tell you, you're going to have to keep on working. And they don't like to hear that. Or the flip side, John. You have two different type of people. You have one person that really, uh, if you think about it, they are, a, the, the way their DNA is set up, like mine, like yours, we do not have a problem of continuing to work. Like, to me, it's kind of fun of what we do. There are other people that can't do that. That's right. So you got a so, different. So this is two. fun, what I do here well, on Saturday? I mean, think about it. I mean, <laughs> well, you do. It, it is a fun. You went, Listen, what else would you I don't know about do? that. Well, in most of the cases, it's yeah, fun. Yeah, no, you know, it is fun. Go, I enjoy it. Yeah, and I, I know do you do. It. And yeah. I know you've been around a long time, and, and your reputation is staunch. And, you know, you do a great job. And I listened to you even before I got on a radio show, and I've known you for a long time. So the, the point I'm— I'm raising is that, you know, there are certain people that enjoy doing what they're doing. And some people do not. I, I don't, I'm not one. And it's a problem. You're seeing it now. They retire and they sit home watching the boob tube. You can't do that. No, you, you get old fast. Let me tell you something. And you'll, and you'll end up jumping out the window. <laughs> right. When you sit, when you watch daytime television. Oh my. You're like, watch the view for a while. Oh, that'll, that'll make you want to jump you out get the crazy. <laughs> I, and I, and I, and I tell my dear wife this, and it's really funny deliberately, by the way, deliberately. I go, let's watch CNBC or CNN and then let's watch Fox. It's almost <laughs> like you're in two planets. I kid you not. Yeah, that's right. I, it's, I mean, I'm going, hold on. Same information's coming in, I want, but I want her to look at both sides. See, I'm not, I'm not just going into one side and, so you, you, and the other side I just you know deleted the programs. No, no, no. I want them to see both my, – my wife, I want them to see both sides. Now, the flip side of that is when my daughter comes – my son, no, but my daughter, 31 years old, when she sees what I'm watching. <laughs> what, are you watch, what are you watching that for? Why are you watching Fox? Why, are you kidding me? Don't get that off. I want, you are kidding me. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm afraid to tell you, my own daughter. But I always say to her, I said, honey, remember, the education you receive, that you don't have a bill to your name, and you have a master's degree. So for those of you that understand the cost for a master's degree, and I'm not— Which you paid for. We should, every we should, single we bit. Should, we should mention that you paid for it. Every bit. She had no student loans. Apps, zero. I'm talking zero. That's, that's uncommon in the marketplace. No, it is. And you think undergrad, which is a school local here, and she did uh, a master's in Philadelphia, two— Unbelievable school, and she's well educated, smart kid, applied her principles, has a great job, zero, zero debt on her name against her friends that say, Oh my Lord, I'm paying a thousand dollars a month. Like, okay, but my point to this is you got to be open to new information, even in the, fin- in the financial world. You just can't go in and cookie cutter and say, Okay, this is going to work for the rest of my life. I talk to clients every single month, John. And I hear stuff that really disturbs me. Yeah. It really does. I'm yeah. telling you. I mean, like, I'm thinking to myself, man, I, and I hear my father and mother going, it used to be better when I was growing up. Well, John, 
put it this way. I never, and you can understand this, you're not letting your kids go play out in the front yard anymore like you used to. No, no. I mean, think about it. Your door is double locked shut. That's right. That never happened. No, now there's. I mean, it's it's disturbing as it is, and it's it's got to get better. I can't be negative. I got to be positive in what I do and what I say to people. But I think when it comes to the financial world that I live in, uh, we become, for me personally, uh, I become a steward of wealth for people. So it's almost a life-centered approach to financial planning because it's not just one shot. It's life. I'm doing this for the rest of their life until they die. And it's it's hard, but it's easy because you, if you have a great conversation, asking good questions, you'd be surprised what people tell you. All right. Let's get into it. Talk for the purposes of the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Joe Yakovich is here. Joe is our financial guy. He makes his monthly appearance here on our show. You got questions for Joe, financial-type questions, 609-407-1450, 609-407-1450. Before we get into this, two things. Sure. Two things that you taught me. <laughs> Number one, you said pay yourself first. Correct. And I started doing that at the beginning of the year. Beautiful thing. And I saved a couple thousand. And then try to find a nice, wealthy woman. Well, that, that's the second thing I'm going to okay. do. All right? But the third thing is a friend of mine... She's she's married, and her husband is getting ready to take early retirement. Correct. Teacher. Teacher. She says to me, um, i got to ask you this question about the pension. He's saying that he's going to take it. He's going to take the more money now, and when he passes away, I don't get anything. Okay. And I said, no, 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 well, no. Well, before no, you no. say no, this is what you, you got to put this little piece in, in the puzzle. It, and again, depending on her, his health... What we sometimes do, not all the time, depending on the spread difference of that is the one way to do that. But what that person could have, and we'll look at the numbers, what you do, again, going back to insurability, that person would buy for the spread difference of what they would have not gotten versus what they gotten. Life insurance. You got it, okay. Johnny. All and right. by the way, I'm doing a, a workshop with one of the big companies, and it's really shocking to me. It was a list of, I don't know, maybe we'll talk about 18 different subjects I could have talked on. The number one subject they wanted to hear me was life insurance and, and, and the tax benefits of it. Remember, that person could, depending on the situation and the amount of money, you purchase insurance. You can't buy term insurance. You got to buy some cash value type of insurance. You continue to pay that and get the maximum benefit, assuming the husband or the, the, the breadwinner is healthy. And the nice part of it is when that person passes, they'll lose the pension, but they'll replace the pension with the money. And the money then turns into a pension. But if you also think about it, if it works out, again, nobody knows. If the person's healthy, the likelihood that they'll still have money left over if they wanted to as to give someone a either uh, you know an inheritance, one of their children, or a charity with the pension once the person person dies, and if the second person would receive it, it's dead. It, no more pension numbers. So there's a, again, it's a conversation with that, and it depends on the numbers. It begins, and it also begins with how healthy is the person and how much we're talking about. So again, it goes with multi-questions of how much you want, how much you want to leave, where are you going to live, how much income do you need, and those type of things need to be addressed right up front. And if you, if it is, then you give them, you know, kind of the lay of the land. You lay it out and say what makes you know makes more sense, A, B, or C. 
Okay, uh, here's a question, and sure. and I, I've been thinking about this for uh, quite some time. Americans are confused about income with regards to an offset of inflation. Correct. So now with your retirement or your savings or whatever, what how do they how do they handle this? I mean, how, what, what do you recommend? Well, I've been talking we you and I, I mean, you know, it's been a year plus and and I think you looked at me when I first said this with three heads when I said, "John, get ready for the inflationary number." And you're going, "Joe, we're at 2%. I'm I'm at, you know, my gas is, you know, $2. You're not I'm saying, "John, it's coming." Tsunami is coming. Okay. And all of a sudden, as the conversation got closer to where we are today, inflation creeps in. Now, inflation is not going away because certain things have happened here. Globalization, how people react. I mean, it's kind of weird of what I've seen over the last two or three years. We're supposed to be unified as a country. We're completely separated. It's sad, and it, it really has affected all of us, just the way we handle our business with each other. I mean, think about it. Nobody's letting you. I mean, I'll give you an example. I, I come out of my driveway of Route 70. You would think I don't put my car all the way on Route 70 because the cars are going. I don't think one person would let me in. And I have, I have, a, well, I have a light. That, that's not unusual. I mean, yeah, but I'm like. Well, well, people don't know where your office is, but I I know where it is, and I know what you're talking about. You're, but, but that that's anywhere. I mean, I'm come thinking, on. But what happened to the, like, hey. Courtesy? Like, what that, happened that, to that that's word? That's long gone. That's, what happened? Goodbye. <laughs> and, it, and it bothers me right. to see that. Yeah. It's It really is bothersome. And that has, to me, transpired in the marketplace. And the the biggest concern right now, your question was the fact that the IRS even approved, even said this that twenty six percent of the workers out there, um, inaccurately, to be able to identify what they need in income, they were always accumulators, putting money away, but because of this roller coaster ride of the market, that game is over with. Right. So now it's time to take out. Most, not all, but most people don't understand how to take the money out of the, the accounts and what account to take out first, second, or third. Right. So you need to have multi. Exactly. And, and we're going to talk about yes. that because I'm I'm still confused because let's say what you had, I mean, I paid 405 the other day in your neighborhood <laughs> right. for gas. I, I was, was cheap. I, I was happy. I, I was happy. I thought I hit the lottery. Know. You know, it was like, so what but, but I'm saying, we're going to talk more about how people can offset this and what you do to help them. And if you have a question for Joe, this is the time to call in. You know, you don't have to listen to your neighbor who probably told you something about finances, and your neighbor's a plumber. Nothing wrong with that, but <laughs> Joe does this for a living. 609-407-1450 is our number here. Joe Yakovich, JML Financial, is our guest. JMLfinancialgroup.com is his website. We're coming back with more Talk With a Purpose with Joe Yakovich after these words. Joe Yakovich is our guest. Joe is JML Financial. JMLfinancialgroup.com is his website. You want to talk to Joe during the week? You want to talk? Actually, you can call right now. Operators are there at his office. 856 751 1771. 856 751 1771. It is Joe Yakovich, JML Financial. Feel free to call and make an appointment. The initial consultation is complimentary and Trust me, Joe will straighten you out, all right? <laughs> it is Talk With a Purpose, and you'll see us here every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey with Joe Yakovich. Joe's here. 
And you got a question for Joe, financial-type question, 609-407-1450. I always make jokes about people, you know, talking to their neighbor about finances. <laughs> and, and my father used to talk to the neighbor. Right. And every year they would do the taxes together. And he was a plumber. My father drove a trolley. <laughs> and both of them thought they knew a lot. No, yes, no. And you hear them arguing about but neither one of them knew what was right or wrong. And I, I don't know how we survived, but we I, did. I, I, it's funny you say that because I, I I asked that question, you know, a day later I would talk to someone and, and I said, well, well, so-and-so told me that. I said, well, what does so-and-so do? Oh, he's a plumber. I went, oh, that's nice. That's a qualification. Right. right? I, yeah. That's interesting. So I mean, That's like you I, and I, I trying to fix a leak. Right. Right. No, not going to work. Although you you might have a better shot at it. I got but Kenny. I, I got Kenny. I certainly wouldn't. But 609-407-1450. Uh, let's talk about Social Security. Do people know what that's going to bring in? I mean, besides their investments, do they know? Well, the biggest concern with Social Security that I find, people picking the wrong time. They they pick it too soon. They do 62 as opposed to the full Social Security, we'll call it 65 or 66. And they don't realize that the, the money that they 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 thought they might be a good it might be a good deal in the beginning because they're getting the money now versus later later and then thinking that you know the social security is not going to be around that's not true you know and we're making adjustments right now they're talking about making those adjustments as we speak uh, but the concern is for me and for my clients is husband and wife you know who makes the most and and because of that what benefit might apply or would apply if they took the the most versus uh, the less and we and we do those comparisons for the client automatically but we also make sure that their income from other sources come in and let that person know it might be a taxable event or a portion of their social security is taxable a lot of people go oh it's not taxable a portion of your social security is taxable predicated on Income. The other thing I, I talk to people about all the time with Social Security, John, is that, uh, you know, is it, are they going to get income from their retirement plans, or, you know, a uh, an IRA and, or a capital gains from a stock purchase? You know, I was with some people yesterday and we were, you know, clearing up some stuff and we we're putting some things together. And I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to have some money. To, I'm going to do it myself. I said, that's fantastic. So I, oh, good, good idea. And as, as, as I'm moving some money over and, and getting more structured in their, in their re- retirement life, I said, how'd you do with that, uh, that 25,000? He goes, not good. <laughs> I, I put in 25, I'm down 16. I said, okay. Oh. So I said, okay, if that's what you want to do, yeah, that's your play money. But it's impossible John, unless you're looking at it every day, and a lot of people are not traders every day because the market just can change on you on a dime, go play with that money. But your core dollars that you're looking to invest and for longevity, you need to have a plan of action, and you need to have an income plan of action. Right. And and that's kind of what we have found, especially now because of the baby boomers coming out of the pike. Uh, but we also deal with, luckily for me, is the millennials and my my kids' age. So they look at financial planning because it's the children of my adult parents that are now, you know, talking to me. They invest money differently, but they do need some direction because they don't know. Also, right? It's it's sad. They think this, uh, you know, buy some crypto and forget about it. You know, crypto is good part of the overall plan, but they still need to have a a plan of of action of what to do. Like you said earlier. Save, save, you know, spend and, and enjoy. But at the end of the day, they need to be sp- saving in different components. All right, let's go to the phones. John's in Ocean City. John, good morning. Welcome. You're on Talk with a Purpose with Joe Yakovich. Hey, Johnny. Uh, yes. 
Hey, what's happening? Yeah, um, I don't really take too much stock in the doomsday preppers. They say they got the gun turrets <laughs> built. Let me tell you, Big Brother will come by with a gun missile and ruin their day. But I do listen to uh, – Right. I listen to Appalachian homesteaders who have been planters for, like, generations, and also the bushcraft people that are survivalists. They can build houses from scratch up in UP, Michigan, Alaska, Norway. I'm I'm not in such luck. I'm in a power wheelchair in New Jersey, okay? But um, <laughs> you're talking about that economic tsunami that's a-coming. Now, what I want to ask you, you're not some old-time prophet from the Bible, but you are a financial advisor. So I'm going to ask you, when do you think that's going to start happening? Thank you. All right, John. Thanks for the call. Johnny, I, I love you, but I, when I when I hear you on the phone— I start to tremble, um, if that makes <laughs> okay. any sense. Yeah, yeah. No, um, <clears throat> and I sooner than later, John. Sooner than later, we're seeing starting to see cracks in in the in the in the model, and we're starting to see where we're going to see a uh, and 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 for obvious reasons, you have these zombie companies that have been puffed up. Only reason why they've been puffed up, John, is because of one thing. Cheap interest rates and refinancing their own deals. They're buying their own stock back at 0%. Now, you know why it happened. The Fed, I don't have to go through that whole thing. You know it better than anyone else. So you're going to start to see these companies start to fall, I mean, really fall 70, 80, 90% of their, of when they started the IPO, when they first came out because of the zombiness of the company. I, I, these companies don't make any money. Forget the fundamentals. It's it's hoopla. It's and that's the problem. It's the media that has been frenzying all these things, and people actually believe in it. There's no fundamentals anymore, and it's sad. Because a guy like me, I came up from fundamentals. You know, good companies, profitability, good management, etc., et and and a good product. If you have a bad product, I mean, you can't continue to right. think it's going to do well. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to look at all those variables. I still look into that. Uh, there's companies that I really do like and I enjoy, but I have to also be keep an eye out for when's the ha- hammer going to come down? Because some of these companies have over bought themselves and you really need to fundamentally look at that so when you're looking at equities equities right now we love the value stock situation these are long-term type of companies you know the weak companies uh, and again going back to what we said we need to watch weak companies because they've been borrowing and refinancing constantly so that's there's the there's the number one lookout of what I do all the time, John. So I advise those people to be aware of that. And you just can't do because of the lifestyle change and what we do. I mean, there's a life stage that we do. It's just not the financial conditions. It, it's complex. When I say complex, John, a lot of the stuff that we do, unfortunately, it's sad. And that's why I use tactical strategies. It's emotional that we do make decisional. It, emotion takes over certain things. So for us, we're very concerned with people bringing emotion to make decisions, financial decisions. So to continue for us is to continue to plan for someone like a, like a person like yourself. Is this not today? It's for the day you die. And it's a lot of different moving parts. Most people say, okay, set it and forget it. Here's an you know, AUM or asset in a management portfolio. I'll talk to you, whatever. That, it, there's too many things that could happen. Right. And I'm on top of that. But again, you, what you said earlier, John, it's, it's coming here faster than you realize because all this stuff that you cannot continue to give away, give away, give away, and get nothing in return. And you're seeing that now. That's why you have a guy like you who right. should, really, it's recommended that people use someone like yourself. Correct. 
because they can't do it on their own. It's impossible. And I have plenty of questions, but we sure. have Dan in Linwood who has a question. Dan, good morning. You're on Talk With a Purpose with Joe Yakovich. Hey, Dan. Hey, this is a quick one with the uh, pensions. Yes, sir, Dan. So the way, I look at, the way I look at it, if you guys are talking about people leaving New Jersey, yeah. they're, leaving with their pension, they're leaving with their pension dollars right, right. for the benefits. And all the all the money that would go to a seven percent sales tax is now being spent in Florida. Right? Thank you. Don't, right. Don't right. they realize what happened? I, I, John, I, Dan, it, Dan. I'm sorry, Dan. Dan. I think between you and I, they're going to go after those people because if you're working in New Jersey and you go to Florida, they're going to continue to attach your pension eventually. They're going to they're going to put that together. I guarantee you in our lifetime. And the, the problem that we're faced with is exactly what you're saying. There's not enough of people in New Jersey to continue to pay these pensions as much as. And by the way, I love teachers. I love firemen. I love police officers. No question about it. But we gave away more than we realized. And we didn't come up with a plan because there's some issues back in the day with Christie stole from the pension trust fund. And we never replaced it. It was an IOU, which is worthless to us now. So there is some issues that we're all going to start to see. Either going to cut your pension, change it in some capacity. They have to. Or you bankrupt the country or you bankrupt the state of New Jersey. And that's what's happening. If you look at something, John, I'm, I'm going to give you – or Dan. I'm keep on saying Dan. <laughs> Dan, I'm sorry. I got John and Dan on my mind. But there is a website that I use all the time. It's called Truth in a County. Truth in a County. Go to, it's, it's a free website. And what it does is it allows everyone on this call to look at state by state where we rank in the country. And it also goes deeper on the municipality that you live in on how deep it is in terms of how bad we are in terms of Atlantic County versus Camden versus Burlington. But New Jersey, I'm afraid to tell you this, John. Last, right? Number 50. Wow. Number, and by the way, for those teachers out there, it's an F. Really? It's not an A, B, C, or D. It's an F. Now, I don't remember about you. When I get an F, I try to change that right. boy as That's much right. as I could and make it look like a B, but it's not working today. Okay. okay. So – it's we're, We are in a, a major problem in the state of New Jersey of the pensions that we have going on and the payout. So what do you do? Do you cut – this is what's going to happen. Do you cut back the pension plan to keep the New Jersey solvent, or do you continue to pay out and bankrupt New Jersey? That's the question. Well, that's what they're – that looks like what they're doing. That's yeah. exactly what's okay. happening today. All right. We're coming up on a break here. It's Talk of the Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and I'm John DeMassey. Joe Yakovich is here. Joe is our financial guy on the program, making his monthly visit to this particular show. Joe is JML Financial. JMLfinancialgroup.com is his website. You got a question for Joe? 609-407-1450. 609-407-1450. We're back with more with Joe Yakovich after these words. Back here and Talk With a Purpose, Joe Yakovich is our guest. Joe is JML Financial. JMLfinancialgroup.com is his website. Want to talk to Joe during the week? 856-751-1771. I know it's Saturday, but you can call him now if you like. 856-751-1771. Joe Yakovich, JML Financial. And again, the website, jmlfinancialgroup.com is his website. And it is Talk With a Purpose. Every Saturday we're here, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey with Joe Yakovich. Our number here in the studio, 609-407-1450. We should mention 
on on this particular show that Joe has a couple of books that he has written. Yeah. One is called Wealth Beyond Taxes. The other one is Bulletproof Your Financial Plan. And his first book is The Heart of Your Money. You can have one, two, or three of those, whatever you like. All you can do right now is call 609-407-1450, and uh, Chris will take your name and number. And then Joe's office will contact you and mail you out the books. So that's easy read too, John. You're a prolific author. We know this, John. I I try to get these books that people understand quickly within thirty to forty minutes. I mean, this is not a long three hour, you know, five hundred page book. Book. It's a really easy way to understand Social Security, Medicare, like we're talking about, inflation taxes, marginal taxes, uh, effective taxes. You know, all the the things that we talk about in terms of uh, kind of a high level. Approach, But, you know, at the end of the day, John, I mean, if you're going to do really good planning to involve, you know, what we do every day, the three things that I focus on is is the financial thing, is finance, is investments, and family. Because people are, are starting to see to themselves, okay, I want to get out of the game a little bit. You know, and that's fine. I love it. and But they want to spend more time with their family. But they, they better have enough money set aside to at least cover for me at least two decades. So I'm I'm putting plans together that will obviously change and tweaked, but core, the core fundamentals are going to last at least two decades. So if they go out at 65, I, I will get them to 85 to 90 easily. It's just a question of tweaks and turns that we have to make and bumps in the road. But at the end of the day, that's a two-decade two-decade plan that I put together purposely. And again, as I said before, there are going to be things that change, but really not as much as you might think. They need to have a game of a, a plan and action talking about all the stuff. You know, if they want to leave money, how much do they want to leave? Do they want to keep a, a great income? Do they want to have another piece of real estate? Do they want to uh, do they want to golf a lot, go to Europe? And again, it's that go-go, you know, environment that they're in the first 10 years of their retirement, assuming they leave at 65 or 70 and they make it to 80 plus. You know, I want them to have the really the best best of both worlds, but they still have to plan at least for two decades because, you know what, all they have to see is one time in a nursing home or, you know, any of those situations, everything can be wiped out right. immediately. So, I, I know. You know right, l- let me get to this question. Sure. And this is something you've often talked about as an issue. And I know you work with your clients all the time about this, and they don't even know. How much monthly income will you need? Correct. In retirement. Well, you and, you, and it, you said something earlier. What? You got to factor in inflation because that was, you know, if you go in, say, 5000 a month, Joe Yakovich, I'm good. Next year, you take 5000 That's not 5000 Exactly. It's added on to 10%. It, it, exactly. So, again, that's what's happening. That's right. So that's the adjustment that we make and necessary. We need to have plans in place. So if the person said, Joe Yakovich, I need this much money to bare bones to live. And I factor in everything from pensions, from Social Security, for any of those things. And then it's a build out. Okay, we need to get we need to have another thousand dollars a month. Where are we going to get that thousand from? And have backup plans. So we had the caller before had the line of credit. So God forbid if something happened, they would be able to access that money. But we need to have plans in place because if you think about it, John, inflation in ten years, you're gonna need almost seventy five hundred versus five thousand to start off with. So we need to make those adjustments accordingly or do there's not an un- <laughs> just to let you know, we all can't work for Walmart as a greeter. 
You got to have some. There's some of us that can't work that job. So we need to start yeah, to think I'm about. I'm one of those. I can't. No, I, right. We I, need I, to have plans in place so that does not happen. It's the questions I ask, and it's a once a year at least conversations I have. And all I do is make it in mind and adjustments, and it's surprising enough we get through that. And and most of my clients, at least the ones that we've been around and been working with for better than 20 years, I've had nothing but success with it. Now, we, we're we not telling them every year we're going to do this, you know, these double-digit returns and all these other things, but we try to, like we said earlier, uh, minimize those losses, and that's our biggest concern. All right, I, I got to ask you this. Sure. And you're talking about inflation. Yep. And, and you're talking about keeping up, and you've you've got – your investments, but how do you, as the financial advisor, how do you place their money in a situation where they're making up, let's say, that 10%? I mean, inflation hasn't been 10% for a long time. No. Now it's about 7 or 8 It's probably more than that. Correct. But, but what do you do and how do you do it to make sure that they have enough that they're not falling behind? Well, one of the things we do, we we want to make sure, again, minimizing those losses, but we want to make sure they're looking at two things. If they believe, like I believe, that taxes are going to increase in the future, we need to prepare them. For instance, we'll put them in, in, in portfolios whereby, if we can, either a, an IRA or a 401k, we start earlier, if we can, to convert that to Roth, Roth, R O. TH, Roth conversions, to be able to do that. Or we'll recommend do not pay the, or pay the taxes today, which we know what the number is, and purchase Roth 401ks. So there's a way to at least eliminate the tax burden on their money. I just had a client, a doctor that came in. Um, we were talking, and he blatantly said, which is really funny when you hear that, because he got it early. I don't know if he just listened to our shows a bunch of times. He said, this money is not mine. And I looked at him and I was like, <laughs> okay. And I was yeah. wait. I mean, I couldn't have, he couldn't have said it better. He goes, you realize anywhere between, this is what he said. And he was right on. He said about 40% of this is uncle Sam's. I said, you're, you're point on 40% of that 401k that you've been putting away for all these years. You don't own it. Uncle Sam owns it. And when you hear that with someone that is, you know, now he's a surgeon doctor. He knows you're thinking to yourself, wow, he got that. And I hope everyone else would get that. So the biggest concern for me and for, you know, what we do is making sure that people recognize that the money they get out of these 401ks, because taxes are what? Low right now. What is it going to be in the next five or 10 years? So when you factor the tax in there and you inflate that dollar, good or bad or ugly, it's not what you think it's going to happen. So that's why people in the the environment of pensions, you know, teachers, firemen, police, they love that. But if they had to go into their own 401k or 403b, they might not as love that as much. So we need to address those things accordingly to our state pension so they don't lose any money, but they need the the new people coming in, I don't think the pensions will be as 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 nice as it is as it is today. So they need to make some adjustments to that. Maybe a hybrid uh, pension slash four hundred one k or a four hundred three b that would work. But you cannot continue to give people pensions, unfortunately, in the system that's somewhat broken because. <clears throat> 
the old traditional pensions, you know, we both know companies are no longer in, a, in, a, in business. That's right. I don't know if you know, Bethlehem Steel, uh, one of the obviously biggest steel manufacturers of the country back in the day and did probably 90% of the steel um, in New York City, bankrupt. And just recently, not as when I say just recently, probably about 10 years ago, all their pensioners, they were cut in half. The, the company went out of business and they were still supposed to get this, you know, we'll say 5000 a month. They were all cut across the board to 2500 a month. Wow. So again, you cannot... And that could have been a bankruptcy situation. So you need to make some adjustments because of the longevity and the things that are happening with technology. That's a concerning issue for us as a country. So if you're retiring at 65. Correct. With 10000 a month, let's Correct. just say. That's just a number. Okay. Do you factor in that by the time, let's say they live till 85 because people right. are living longer. Correct. Do you factor in that at Eighty-five. That ten thousand is going to have to be fifteen thousand a month. Correct. Okay. That's that's another. so you you set that up that Correct. way. Correct. All right. Well, and in the case that we were talking about earlier with the annuities, I might de- defer some of those growth annuities deliberately in five or so years and say, okay, we, we're going to pick up another, we'll say another thousand a month. So I don't have to do it all at one time. I can gradually do this. But you know as well as I do, as you. As you get older in your retirement, what I see, you, you you spend a lot in your first, I would say, the first decade, most, from 65 to 75 or from you know 70 to 80. You're, you're spending most of your dollars uh, when it comes to vacations, uh, visiting, and what have you, you know, what ha- in that case. But when you get to 80 plus, your spending habits start to decrease a little bit. Because you're not you're not be able to be as mobile as you were, or you're not going to take these big European vacations and travel as much as you did in the first you know decade or so. So we make those adjustments accordingly. But we we always tell people you'll spend more in retirement than you might think, and we have to get them their heads around that because they think they're going to they spend. Think less. We're not we're not going anywhere. We're not going to work, so we don't have to spend anything. Right, but, but now you got more time. Correct. That's the problem. So you're going to go out to eat more. You're going to go out more. Exactly. You're going to you're going to travel more. You got it, and you're going to give to who? Your grandkids. That's right, and so forth. That's so right. that's what happened. That's the biggest concern of mine. We got to get you some grandkids. You know oh, I mean? we gotta, we're we're, we're hoping. The, you we're, know, my wife and I are like. You know, when, I mean, when, this is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a, that's the that's the fun part of this. I'm age. almost afraid you know? my wife because she loves. Uh, we have a uh, a niece, uh, and she's. A, I mean, she sees this little kid as much as she can, and it, she's adore. And when she sees my wife, it's the same thing. Beach, beach, beach. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> they recognize, uh, you know, Uncle Joe and Aunt Lynn as beach, beach. We want to go to the beach, beach. You know, so. <laughs> well, you got to work on your kids there, yes, right? Yes, yes. We're doing our best. Coming up on our final break of the hour, Joe Yakovich is here. JML Financial, jmlfinancialgroup.com is Joe's website. You got a question for Joe right now? We still have time for a couple of questions. 609-407-1450, a financial type question, of course. And I'm John DeMassey with Joe. We're coming back. Final thoughts on today's program after these words. And we're back here on Talk With a Purpose with our guest, Joe Yakovich, JML Financial. Joe is our financial advisor here on Talk With a Purpose, making his monthly appearance on the show. And if you'd like to contact Joe, the initial consultation is complimentary. He can do it by telephone. He can do it in person. He can do it via Zoom, however you want to do it. 856 751 1771 856 
800-751-1771. It's Joe Yakovich, JML Financial, and the website, jmlfinancialgroup.com, jmlfinancialgroup.com. We had a couple minutes left of the hour. If you have a quick question for Joe, 609-407-1450, a financial-type question, of course. I have a question. This is another one of those retirement myths that people figure, well, once I'm retired, I'm not going to have to buy a new refrigerator or a new dishwasher right. or the roof is not going to leak because I'm not working, so nothing's going to happen. Right. And how, we, how do you factor that in? We, we do factor that in, believe it or not. We, part of our overall plan, when I said if you're using, I'm using this as an example, as an annuity, we have a 10% free withdrawal. So in the event that, that if that would happen, and we factor that in, because the first question I asked is, are there any major you know, buying sprees that you want to go on. Do you need, you know, a big ticket item like a car, like a wash machine and dryer, like this? So we factor those, that dollar in as best as we can. Unfortunately, John, this is what's crazy about our society. And I'm sure you know this. When you had a a wash machine or dryer, it lasted how long? Oh, a long time. A long time. long time, yeah. And refrigerator, a, a long, long time. time. yes. They don't last no. as long as they do. No. So we have to factor those those big ticket items in, and, and that's the biggest concern as we move forward. The other thing that I do, John, and I want people to really fully understand it, because taxes are one of those issues that we look at marginal versus effective taxes, and that, and there's the, there's the quasi. Most people in our space do not address taxes. I address it right up front. I don't know what they're going to be, but I know what they are now and what they're projected to be in the, in the immediate future because some of the law changes. Get ready because taxes are going up. It, 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 it's inevitable. And get ready. And if you read any of the David Walker used to be a comptroller when, uh, back in the day when Ronald Reagan was in office. And he talks about it all the time. And some of my you know cohorts that we talk about this, it will affect and change our whole dichotomy of our business. The problem that we're faced, and people don't really understand this, is that it's going to affect how we become or maybe not become the superpower of the future because of how we spend. We are $30 trillion in deficit. Interest rates are going up, which means costs more money to service that debt. More money to service the debt, less money to give to the people in terms of benefits. So we need to start to address this in the next 10 years. That's why it's so imperative for me to convert IRAs to Roth and give guarantee accounts to make people understand. We're going to be in a volatile market over the next 10 years, and on top of everything else, unfortunately, we got 10,000 people a day are going to end up in the baby boomer world, which is about a decade away. We'll have close to or every bit close to 140 million people our age. And because of that, there's not how many people are going to pay into the system. So the numbers and the math are there. We need to start to make really sound decisions now as opposed to waiting the 11th hour. I mean, that's what we want to do. You know what I gathered out of you being here today? (laughs) I I gathered that that, that it's like, like jumping in the ocean if you don't know how to swim. Oh, yeah. If you don't have a Joe Yakovich helping you out, you've got inflation, you've got taxes, you've got retirement expenses that you never factored in, 
You've got all of these things. You forgot one thing, though. What? I'm surprised you didn't get that. Your Uncle Charlie at the plumber down the street is yeah. going to give you advice, too. You uh, exactly, yeah. Okay. Yes. So, but, but without a professional Correct. like Joe Yaka, Correct. You, you, you're, you're jumping in the ocean without knowing how to swim. Exactly. That's how I look at and it. I, and it's very true, John, because you need to start to look at all the variables because there's so many more things today. Getting back to you saying, you got a pension, Social Security, you didn't forget about it. You forgot about everything. Okay, I'm, I'm good. Right. That does not work anymore. So you, what you say is right on. You have to have a Joe Yakovich that looks at everything because there's a lot of things that are going to happen to us in the future. So, And with that, thanks for coming in. We oh, appreciate pleasure. it. Joe Yakovich, JML Financial, 856-751-1771, 856-751-1771. And his website, jmlfinancialgroup.com, jmlfinancialgroup.com. I'm John DeMassey. Thanks to Chris Coleman for producing, as always, Chrissy. an outstanding job. Thanks to all of you who participated in the show. Without you, we don't have a program. And, of course, thanks to Joe Yakovich for coming in. My pleasure. And spending some time with us here on the show. I'm John DeMassey. Have a great week. A safe, a happy, and a healthy one. We'll talk to you next Saturday, 9 till noon. Talk with a purpose. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. You take care. See ya. See ya.